Welcome to the Business and Personal Development Podcast with Chris Haroon, where you'll find tips on how to take your career to the next level. Next level. Now, I want to congratulate you. You did it. I'm proud of you, and I believe in you as well. You now have all the tools you need in your toolbox to ensure your success. Now, if there's a business problem that you encounter in the future, you can always come back to this MBA curriculum and download the frameworks that we've covered on our journey together, okay? And so you are my first of many props. Here we go. All right, All right here we go. So you are now armed with many frameworks or quivers or arrows in your quiver here that we covered over the past year. And all these arrows or these frameworks will help you get to where you want to go to career-wise, okay? Now, the only limits that you have are the ones that you set for yourself, okay? And there's nothing holding you back now, remember that. Actually, there's one thing. There's one thing holding you back. And in order to apply what we've covered on this journey together, we all need one final framework that I'll provide you with today. So this framework I'm gonna give you is one word, it's very short. And this framework I'm gonna provide you with can melt away limits that you've had for yourself in the past. Okay, I gotta build up to this. And this framework that I'll provide you with is one word that can make the impossible become a reality. And this framework I'm gonna provide you with, it's in this box right here. Put my breakfast down. It's right here in this box, okay? Now, this framework can bring eternal joy to your heart and inspire millions of people. And it can solve every business problem and all personal problems or roadblocks that you might have in life. And this one word framework that's in this box, this magic box, it's more important than all the many frameworks I provide you with in your quiver of arrows in this MBA degree program. And this one word framework is a simple secret that all incredible entrepreneurs have deep down inside of them. And it's why they're successful. So before I tell you what's in this, put this down here. Before I tell you what's in this, uh, this box there, I wanna talk about seven things that we need to keep in mind in order to achieve success. Number one, number one is balance. Do you guys remember this? This is from the finance and accounting classes in the first semester, okay? We use this to understand how a balance sheet works. Now, as you graduate and embark upon your wonderful journey of day one and not one, that's right, remember to have balance in your life place. And don't tell yourself, please don't tell yourself, I'm gonna put this here, the jingling's driving me nuts. All right, here we go. There we go. Please don't tell yourself that you want to make a fortune first and then enjoy your life. Because as Oprah Winfrey said, you can have it all, but you can't have it all at once. So I want you to be happy right now and always right now. And I want you to be balanced as well. I want you to smell the roses along the way. I want you to be happy now. And your career in business, it's not about accumulating wealth. 
It's about helping, helping other people with your product or service. And if you chase money, you lose your dreams and your money. But if you chase your dreams and you don't give a damn what other people think of you and you fail a bunch of times, then something amazing happens. Your dreams come true and the money follows accidentally. It always does, no matter what anybody tells you, okay? And don't make money your idol, please. Now, the Dalai Lama wrote this incredible book that I want you all to read, please. It's called The Art of Happiness. And in the book, he said, the problem with Western society, meaning where we live, is we sacrifice our health, our entire lives in order to make money. And at the end of our lives, we sacrifice all of our money in order to maintain our health. And then we look back and we realized we never really lived to begin with. So balance in our lives can be achieved, of course, we know, by scheduling every single day. Scheduling every single day. Remember this, guys? Okay, good. Good, because failing to plan is planning to? That's right, that's right. So we talked about this a lot. Now, if you want to get something done, give it to a busy person, all of you. And remember to schedule each weekday the night before. Okay, and as you write this one-page schedule the night before, you got to write down your goals, okay? Your short-term goals as well as your long-term tenure goals at the top of this one pager here. It works, I promise you. And since 10 years has 3,650 days, all you got to do is you got to get one day divided by 3,650 days closer to your 10-year goals every single day. And so if we take one day divided by 3,650, it equals 0.03%, right? So if you have 10-year goals, all you got to do, man, is get 0.03% closer every single day. Okay, it's easy to do. You can do it. You get a little bit closer to the goal line every single day, so to speak. Now, this year we passed the 1,000 student milestone in our MBA degree program. And what I want you to do, please, is I want you to partner with at least five people from your MBA class. And I want you to set up monthly Zoom calls. And I want you to remind each other what your goals are and the deadline dates you set as well. Okay, because we're all in this together. Now, I wanna talk about a great analogy, uh, which is, let's say you embark upon this amazing journey towards achieving your goals and Lao Tzu said, see here, the journey of a thousand miles begins with one step, okay? All right, this is gonna be fun. So we're gonna go on a journey together. I'm gonna get my arrows on my back, okay? We're gonna go on a journey together. And I'm, arrow, I'm armed here with the arrows, meaning frameworks in my quiver that we learned in this MBA degree program. And it's amazing, actually, you know what? We need some inspirational music. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna play some inspirational music from uh, a wonderful platinum student of mine. Okay, it's uh, Marce uh, Marcelia uh, Roca, where are you at? Okay, this is from Reza, your daughter Reza. Remember this one. 
Okay, great. There we go. There we go. All right. So we're all family here. So we're playing Razor Roca's music here. All right, let's go on this journey. So my 10-year goal is right in front of me. I feel unstoppable. Now, every day is one, uh, is one, every day is one step over 10 years. So that's 3,650 steps. But let's say that you embark upon this wonderful journey and your goal is on the top of the mountain. And I can see the top of the mountain right there. That's my goal. And as we embark upon this journey, you see that the top of the mountain is getting bigger because you're walking towards it. All right. And you're excited. This is your target. It's right at the top of the mountain, okay? It's really exciting. So you're walking towards it. This is getting bigger because you're getting closer to the top of the mountain. And then something happens one day. You can't see your goal anymore. You can't see the top of the mountain. And so you get frustrated and you wander this way and this way and you take a break for a little bit too long and you get frustrated. Don't give up because the reason you can't see the top of the mountain is because you're halfway up the mountain. You're getting close to this thing. You just can't see it perfectly. Always keep moving, okay? And what I've been telling my, my three boys here, everyone say hi to Dylan, Matthew, and Andrew. Put your hands up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I've been telling my boys since they were born is I say two things to them, and then they repeat and answer the, uh, the question immediately. So watch this. You never, you always finish. That's right. You never give up. You always finish what you started. So don't get worried, okay? Because you will get closer to your goal because all you gotta do is get one over 3,650th closer every single day. And so write down your goals, okay? And you'll look forward to getting out of bed every single day to move closer to your goal. And remember, we often overestimate what we can accomplish in a year but we massively underestimate what we can accomplish in a decade. And you can find balance in your life and you can achieve all your goals by scheduling and setting a deadline date for all of your goals. All right, the second thing I wanna I want talk about is enjoy, okay? I want you to enjoy everything you do professionally because as Confucius said, Find an occupation you love, and you'll never work a day for the rest of your life. You gotta find your passion. Now, I want you to enjoy everything that you do professionally. Kind of like all those uh, Excel frameworks we created together. That wasn't school, man, that was fun. I loved it. And I want you to enjoy architecting your business models or your career. And if you don't enjoy it, and I say this with love in my heart as always, then you've chosen the wrong career. You gotta find your passion. And the way you know if you found uh, the right career is if I give you a month off and I tell you, you can't go to school and you can't go to work and you can't travel, what would you do with your time during those 30 days, okay? That's what you gotta think about. You gotta find your passion. It's the reason we're here, right? 
Okay, great. So whatever your passion is, okay, whatever your passion is, or your raison d'être, don't let anybody tell you otherwise you can't, you can't do it, okay? Now, if you've not found your career passion yet, I want you to keep searching, please, and set up many networking goals or meetings, pardon me, with people in different industries, okay? You gotta find, uh, you gotta find uh, mentors. And I taught you how to do this in the personal growth track in the first semester. And when I say mentors, I mean Yodas. And if you network enough and explore different industries, then I promise you, you will find your passion. Now, I want you to fail a lot too. I want you to fail fast because you only have to be right in business one time, okay? Keep failing over and over again. And uh, Christina, please complete this sentence. Tony Robbins once said, repetition is the mother of all. Somewhere. Okay. All right. Okay. So I have to repeat this. If you chase money, you'll lose, lose your dreams and your money and your money. But if you chase your dreams and you don't care what anybody thinks of you and you fail over and over again, something amazing happens. Your dreams become true and the money follows accidentally. It always does. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. And the only way you can enjoy your life on your own terms is to tell yourself, I love doing what I'm doing. This here says, I don't work here. This is the only nameplate I have on my desk. There we go. Now, if you're frustrated with what you're doing in life, and I'm not just talking to my students, but I'm talking to everybody on the webcast here and everybody in the audience, okay? But if you're frustrated, good. And I say that again with love in my heart. Because that frustration will actually force you to reinvent yourself in order to find out what was the reason that you were put on this earth? What is your career passion? It will force you eventually to get a better job or start your own company and make your dent in the universe. Now, frustration is a beautiful thing. And if you get out of bed in the morning and tell yourself you're going to work, then with all due respect again, you're doing it wrong. You gotta find your, your passion and your purpose in life. And what was the reason that you were put on this earth? Okay, so what we're gonna do now is, we're actually gonna go back in time. All right, what movie is this It's in all my speeches, right Jim? Okay, so we're gonna go back in time together. And I remember many, many years ago, I just couldn't get a job and things were not going great. And I was so frustrated that I, I almost lost hope. And I remember that day well when I called my dad and I was like, dad, I don't get it. I'm, I'm a nice guy. I've made the firm a ton of money. I think my boss feels threatened by me, which is why he let me go. It's not fair. I did everything the firm asked me to do, and I'm being punished for overachieving. And my dad said to me, well, sometimes you don't understand why things happen professionally, and then you look back later in life, and you thank God that that actually happened. 
And he told me, my father told me to read a passage from the Old Testament called the book of Job, okay? J-O-B, which is job, which is prophetic. But this dude named Job, he lost everything in life. And he understood later on why he was sent down a different path and everything worked out well for him in the end. So don't worry because God has a plan and he already knows what's going to happen, which should put your mind at ease. Feel that peace in your mind. You feel it, Suzanne? Oh, I love it. Yeah. Okay. So feel that peace in your mind and in your soul because everything is going to be okay. So what I want you to do is I want you to see crisis as an opportunity. Okay. It's not work that kills us. It's worry that kills us. And Winston Churchill once said that he met a man on his deathbed who talked about all the worries he had in his life, none of which came true. So condition yourself to see crisis as an opportunity and be a contrarian in life too, please. You know, the best time to buy stocks, as we studied uh, in our options class in the fourth semester, uh, the best time to buy stocks is when the VIX volatility index, which measures fear, is very, very high. You got to be a contrarian. And you got to be unemotional in business and have the courage to do the opposite of everyone else. And Elon Musk is like that. He don't give no damn what people think of him. And he's unemotional in business as well. And so we have to think like Elon and be incredibly unemotional. And Warren Buffett famously said, the New York Stock Exchange is the only store in the world where consumers sell stuff when it goes on sale. Think about that. And Dale Carnegie said that in business, we have to understand that people are often creatures of emotion and not creatures of logic. So the next time you see a crisis in business, I want you to ask yourself, what's positive about this? And then I want you to turn that crisis into an opportunity because I promise you, your competition will not see it that way. And you have to be a contrarian in order to reach your full potential in life. Now, when life gives you lemons from a business perspective, you make lemonade, so to speak. And I remember my son, Matthew. Hey, Matthew, I love you. My son, Matthew, during COVID, he wasn't allowed to go to school for a year. And it sucked. He couldn't go out and play with his friends. And so he started a business, a Twitch channel, and he made money that way. And so it was a crisis. You turned it into an opportunity. You took lemons and you made lemonade. And I love you. I love you too, Andrew Matt, and Dylan. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Now, you might not understand this right now, but you actually might look back years from now and think to yourself, thank goodness. Thank God I failed. I failed at that. Or thank God I was frustrated with my career because it guided me down a different path. And attitude is everything and perception becomes reality as well. All right, now don't forget what Michael Jordan said. I have 8 million props here. Michael Jordan said, I've failed over and over again in my career and that's why I succeed. Andrew, Michael Jordan is way better than LeBron, okay? He is, yeah, okay, good. We argue about that all the time, yeah. Okay, I'd agree with him, he was right. Yeah. Cool. 
All right, so as we walk up this mountain together, as we walk up this mountain together, and we're getting closer to our goals, we will, number one, enjoy the journey, and number two, see challenges as opportunities because our competition's gonna freak out, but we will be unemotional and determined. Ask for help along the way as well, please. You know, hitchhike a ride on the side of that mountain if you need help. And we all wanna help you succeed. All you gotta do is ask. And your mentors will help you. And let's say that you hitch a ride in a car on the side of the mountain with a mentor of yours. And then it starts to rain. And you think, hey man, it's all good. We're driving up the mountain, it's just rain. It's only rain, eh? Yeah. Then you see a bolt of lightning and an avalanche occurs. And it gets worse because hail starts coming down the size of baseballs. Don't panic. Everything will be okay. You don't need that jacket as your mentor God is driving. And have faith in yourself as well. Everything's going to be okay. And during our journey up the mountain, what you got to do is stop, okay? Take a break as you need to be balanced on the road to success. Do you guys remember this in the curriculum? Yeah? Okay, good. So stop worrying about things you can't control. And there's two quotes here on this stop sign, okay? I didn't think it was going to be this big when I ordered from Amazon. It's massive, okay? There's two quotes. One of them is, our fatigue is often caused not by work, but by worry. And the second quote here is, people become attached to their burdens sometimes more than the burdens are attached to them. Remember that. Cool, fun. So I don't care how old or how young you are. You can reinvent yourself starting today by following your heart and finding your career passion. And that's what I'm here for, to humbly serve you, to help all of you find your passions. And although you're graduating now, this is not the end. You can all come on the classes again for free as gold members, as you know. I'm there to help you. And your classmates are there to help you as well because we're all in this together. So I want you to enjoy your profession. I want you to be balanced and creative in business. And then you can make your dent in the universe. So whenever you give a, a presentation or any speech, I also want you to remember to think differently. I remember the Cider House rules. You guys remember this? Okay, just remember, be convincing, interesting, different, edutaining, and relevant. And just have fun when you get up there and present as well. Just be yourself. I'm having a blast. Yeah. All right. You guys having fun? Yeah? Excuse me? Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Excellent. All right, good. I want you to be different and creative and enjoy everything you do. And you know what, dude? Just be yourself. Because as Dr. Seuss said, those who mind don't matter, and those who matter don't mind. Just be yourself because everyone else is taken. It's easier that way. Okay. The third of seven things that I want to talk about that's in this one-word framework is letting go. Whatever you thought your past limits were, I want you to let them go, starting today. And there are no speed limits on our journey up this mountain together. 
And there's no more limits in terms of what you can achieve in life. And I believe in letting go of negative thoughts that we've had of ourselves because you're always your own worst enemy. I want you to love yourself and love what you do starting today and forever, okay? And I don't want you to look back, okay? Because you're not going that way. All right, don't look back because you're not going that way. And we can only look back, so to speak, when we're at the peak of the mountain. Please stay. Okay, when we're at the peak of the mountain and we're admiring the view, meaning admiring our accomplishments. Okay, so just remember that. L is for letting go. All right. Now, I humbly believe also, this is controversial, and it rubs people the wrong way sometimes. But I humbly believe in letting go of friends that criticize us. Okay, because there's no room for negativity in your life. Especially as you architect the masterpiece of what will become your next act. So why would you choose to punish yourself by, you know, hanging out with negative people? Have the courage to Heisman them. Get them out of your life. So let it go. So L is for letting go. And remember this, remember this sign here? Do you guys remember this? You guys remember this? I painted this during class. This is probably the most important chart you'll ever see in your life. All right. Excellent. You'll love this. You'll love this. Yeah. Yeah. And for those of you on the webcast, Matt, let me know if they can see me or not with this stuff. Thanks, brother. All right, cool. All right. This is the most important chart you'll ever see in your life. Okay. So on the x-axis is age, and on the y-axis is give, give a f damn. Okay. Now, when you're younger, like my kids, like Dylan, where's Dylan? That's all right. All right. When you're younger, you're down here. You don't care what people think. When I was younger, I had meltdowns in restaurants. I didn't give a damn. And then when you're older up here, you also don't give a damn. Right? You don't have confidence problems when you're older. The problem is when you're a teenager or in your 20s, 30s, and 40s, and you give a damn what people think. It's a very dangerous way to live your life. I call this the triangle of despair, and you need to avoid it at all costs. Okay? And I want you to live your life at this level for the rest of your life. Okay? And the best entrepreneurs on the planet... They live their lives at this level. They don't give a damn what people think. When Elon Musk was a kid, he told people he was going to colonize Mars. They thought he was cray-cray, but he didn't care. So you just got to march to the beat of your own drum, so to speak, and don't give a damn what anybody thinks of your career ambitions or anything about you. All right. The fourth thing of seven that I want to bring up before I share what that one word framework is in that dope box there. The fourth thing of seven I want to share with you is inspiration. Okay. I want you to either be inspired or inspire other people. And it's kind of like Ted Turner. And remember, we talked about this in the sales, marketing, and communication classes. Now, Ted Turner is one of the biggest landowners in the United States, and he founded CNN as well. But on his desk, he's got a sign that says, lead, follow, or get out of the way. And it's kind of like that with inspiration. 
Either be inspired or inspire other people. And when you inspire others, you inspire yourself. It's true. So either be inspired or inspire other people. So the fourth part of this framework is I for inspire. And every day is a new beginning. You can start over. So let me put this over here. I want you to look for inspiration and surround yourself with inspirational thoughts and inspirational people as well. And the way you inspire yourselves and others is you do the things you, you think you cannot do. Do the things you think you cannot do. Okay, and I love this quote here from Elon Musk. Okay, he said, if something is important enough, even if the odds are against you, you should still do it. And he's Time Magazine uh, Person of the Year now. It's amazing. He's certainly done it. It's great. All right, so I believe in you. And whoever you aspire to become, I want you to turn your idols into your rivals as they were once in your shoes. Now, imagine watching a movie without music in the background. Music is art and music inspires us. And you set the soundtrack for your own life. You control what you hear and you control also how to hear it. Listen in a different way. And I want you to remember, I love this quote, it's my favorite quote ever. I want you to remember that unjustified criticism is a disguised compliment. I gotta say that again. Unjustified criticism is a disguised compliment. So when you think that way, you condition yourself to hear things differently. And you tell yourself, bring it on doubters. It motivates you. And surround yourself with inspiration. Eye for inspiration. Do the things you think you cannot do. Okay. Now the fifth of seven parts of this last framework in our global MBA program is empathy. Before all business meetings and networking events, I want you to think about empathy and compassion. Empathy to the extent that you think to yourself, what are they thinking before you meet them? And what drives them? And how can I help them as well? All right, so I really believe in give and receive, okay? Give and receive. It's prophetic and it's been true since the beginning of time. E for empathy. I want you to help other people, okay? Help other people. Don't just look to be mentored. I want you to mentor other people as well. Okay, because when you mentor and help others, you remind yourself of what your core values are and what your blueprint for success is. When one teaches to learn, remember that. And when you have networking meetings, help the other person when you network, as always. It's kind of like, I remember my, my son Andrew, he was helping a buddy of his with a math test recently. And he did extraordinarily well, proud of you, I love you, uh, on that math test because of that. When you teach somebody else, you're teaching yourself. Mentor other people, please. Okay. Okay, great. Now, we all know, let me put this down here. Yeesh. All right. We all know that your, your, uh, your network is your net worth. 
And the most successful people in business and all aspects of life got there by helping others. So I want you to give and receive. Again, it's, it's ooh, airplane. It's prophetic and it's been And by the way, there's a, a 747 in the back here that you guys can go in. It was taken out of commission in 1971. You can walk into the cockpit there. It's really cool. All right. Number six of seven, we're almost done here, is visionary. I want you to be long-term focused and keep your eye on the prize. And thinking short-term is what everyone else does. I want you to be a visionary. As the longer the view, the wiser the intention. I want my students to invent the future. All right, we did it. We just reached the top of the mountain here. It feels good, sort of, but something's missing. Our goals are not ambitious enough. I wanna go higher together, okay? Because we can't put our dent in the universe at the top of this tiny anthill called Mount Everest. Okay, and as Albert Einstein said, your imagination is your preview of life's coming attractions. Okay, so I want you to be a pit bull on a pork chop when it comes to your long-term goals. And I want you to understand that the top of the mountain is too conservative. Again, Everest is an anthill, right, Eston? That's right. Okay, so V, V is for visionary. And I can't wait to show you the future, okay? Now, we went to the past a couple minutes ago when I wore that Marty McFly jacket, okay? So what we're gonna do is we're gonna go to the future now, okay? And I'm gonna wear this robe that the doc wore. If I can put it on properly, give me, give me a second here. All right, here we go. All right, let's do this, guys. Okay, and where, where we're going, we don't need robes, okay? All right, let's, let's do this, guys. Okay. So I've got a telescope here, and I can see the future. Okay? Oh, it looks amazing. The future looks bright, except when I look in that light there with this. Oof, geez, Louise. Okay. The future looks bright, and the past does not equal the future. Okay? So I can clearly see it. I can see the dents in the universe that you're all gonna be creating with your careers. And as Pablo Picasso said, everything you can imagine is real. So here's what I see. I see Mark Edwards, or Satones as we call him in our class from Detroit. His business model is, and I love this, this is true. His business model is mining rare minerals on asteroids. And he's a world and universe changer. That's what his LinkedIn, LinkedIn profile says. World and universe changer. I love it. You inspire me. You inspire me, Mark. What else do I see? Oh, this is cool. I see Todd Martin, who's in our class. He's here today. Todd, where are you at, dude? Oh, there we go. Hey, how are you, Todd? All right, everyone say hi, Todd. Okay, great, excellent. So Todd, actually, he created CNBC's first studio, and he created the technology for StatCast when we watch sports highlights. So I see that Todd has created a Web 3.0 metaverse platform through his Todd Martin Consulting firm, and he's reinvented the media industry. I've seen it, dude, it's awesome, it's great. Next up I see Marin, 
who's on the webcast today, Myron from Kenya, you created a cosmetic product that is bigger than L'Oreal. And Kim Cooper from South Africa, who's also on the webcast, Kim, I'll tell you what I see. You took your synergized consulting business and you made it bigger than McKinsey. I also see Dr. Hari. Where's Hari at? Where are you at? Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Hari is our expert PhD engineering student from Minnesota. And he actually created a, a glass product that uses water between the panes to cool down your house. And it's way cheaper than, than uh, uh, typical um, air conditioning. And he got Huey from Australia, who's uh, an expert in HVACs, to partner with him. Nicely done. Next up, I see Saber from Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. Hey, Saber, how are you, man? Um, he created a cloud computing product that dethroned Amazon Web Services. What else do I see? I see, I see right there, Jim, Jim Tosif. How are you, Jim? What's going on, man? So Jim from, from California here, he's already managed more than $250 million uh, in his firm uh, in the past. And what he's done, actually, is he's created a cryptocurrency blockchain that's actually much faster than Ethereum. And he actually has. It's amazing. You inspire me, brother. Awesome. Cool. I also see Tao and Ginny. Tao, where are you at? You're here, yeah? Right here. That's what I'm talking about. Excellent. And Ginny is on the webcast from Vietnam. Okay, great. So, so yeah, yeah. So I see Tao and Ginny from Vietnam. They reinvented how to teach business online. And their profits are for building many schools for women in Vietnam. It's awesome. And this is actually true because they're making a version of my course called an entire MBA in one course in Vietnamese. It comes out shortly. And the profits go to helping students in Vietnam. Excellent. I see Holger, who's on the webcast from Tokyo. Hey, bud. He created the most successful Oktoberfest restaurant chains all over the world. I see Eileen Deo Gracias. Eileen, where are you at? Right there. Okay, cool. How are you? Woo! So Eileen from Atlanta, she just revolutionized remote medicine. And what a beautiful last name. Her last name is Deo Gracias, which in Spanish means, thank God. I love that. I see Rediana, who's on the webcast, from Albania. She's created a learning system for children a billion times better than Montessori, and she's inspired billions of children to reach their full potential in life. Now, Isaiah from St. Louis, okay, he just got this amazing job in venture capital. This is true, okay? Reporting to the founder of Reddit. It's unbelievable. And I didn't need to look through this thing, actually, because he literally just got the job, which is amazing. And he did it, and I'm proud of you, buddy. He did it with relentless networking and with many frameworks as well. All right. So I see Dr. Dion. Dion's right here, yeah? Hi, Dion. Hey. I see Dr. Dion from Florida. Wow. She's actually uh, revolutionized remote physical therapy, and she's already won Olympic gold medals with her team. That actually happened in the past at the recent Olympics. You inspire me. Cool. I see Peyton Kalawahea, who can't be here today because he's got a family reunion. 
but he actually, he's from San Diego and he just took his startup that you all know called GameReport.io Public. And it's a, well, it's a $4 trillion IPO. He's done good. Yeah. I see Kemi and Kemi is in Ottawa. I'm so sorry you had to cancel last minute. I hope Ari is feeling better. I love you. So Kemi has continued to be a superstar venture capitalist and she's the owner of the largest venture capital firm in Africa, which is the final frontier. Actually, Kemi uh, gave uh, an incredible venture capital speech with Y Combinator, which is the number one startup incubator on the planet. You inspire me, Kemi, and all my students do as well. I see George, George from Texas, right there. Hey, George, I love you, brother. All right. And, and George flew in early just to help with the setup. So thank you, George. I appreciate that. Mike. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But I see George from Texas. He just took his LGGD land development company to the next level. And he overtook Ted Turner as one of the largest landowners in the world. Buy land. They aren't making it anymore. And don't mess with Texas. Yeah. Great to see you, buddy. I see Suzanne Cruz. Right there. Woo! Suzanne Cruz is the top keynote speaker on the planet. It's true. And she, you're incredibly well-spoken. Yeah. And she's, uh, she's actually published 17 international bestsellers. And she's also headed up prison reform to keep, to keep those unfairly punished to be set free. All right, cool. I see Quincy, who's online. Sorry you couldn't make it, buddy. He's reinvented online education, and his company just got acquired by Google. He's done great. I see, I see Esten. Hey, Esten. And what he's done is he just uh, created the, the largest private equity firm on the planet, and you just dethroned KKR as the world's top PE firm. I believe in you, buddy. Okay. I see Corey. Where's the Corey Burke? Hey, buddy, how are you? Corey lives uh, in, in Arizona, but he's from uh, Manitoba originally. He's one of my people, Canadian, represents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Corey has reinvented the entire personal development industry, and he actually dethroned Tony Robbins as the number one personal growth influencer on the planet. I believe it. You inspire me so much, brother. You do. Okay. Uh, I see on the webcast here, Usama Habibi. I love you, brother. I wish you could be here. I want to. So, Osama's from Jordan. I want you to meet uh, Zaid, who's also here from Jordan. He owns Saj. Uh, so, Osama Habibi in Jordan just bought all of Dubai. Yeah. All right. So, I've seen the future and I've seen what you've all accomplished, and I can't get this jacket off. Yeah, yeah. However, the only reason you all accomplished so much is because of what is inside that box down there. Okay? We're almost done here. Now, we're still on the six of seven parts of this last framework. Recall, number six is V for visionary. Now, do you guys ever play golf? And while you're golfing, while you're golfing in your backswing, you tell yourself, this is not going to be a good shot. You ever do that? I do that a lot. Where I used to. And it's always a terrible shot. And Matt Lacuse, who's my wonderful chief creative officer, is a scratch golfer. Matt, where are you at, man? Hey, brother. I love you, man. Yeah. Yeah. 
But if you lack confidence, and the mind is a powerful thing, because if you visualize success, your future success, okay? If you can see it, you will achieve it. You have to see it though, okay? And you gotta believe it. And don't give a damn what anyone else tells you, okay? These are your dreams, not theirs. I want you to visualize your future success, and I want you to take the shot with confidence, okay? Take the shot with confidence, and if you visualize success, then you'll achieve it. Okay, great, okay, great. So the last part of this framework is E for energetic. And I want you to get into that peak mental state and maintain high energy when selling yourself or your business, okay? Because your delivery is crucial as the medium is often more important than the message. And Maya Angelou once said, people might not remember what you said, but they'll never forget the way you made them feel. Your body's a temple also. Treat it accordingly in terms of sleep, nutrition, and exercise. And yes, you do have time to exercise every day, especially if you schedule everything the night before. You do have time, okay? E for energy, okay. So treat this right, and this works much gooder. Yeah. No? I'm trying here, guys. Okay, sorry. So E is for, uh, for energetic. Okay. And Christina and I, Christina, where are you at again? Over here, yeah, yeah. Again, another round of applause for Christina. I love you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So again, Christina and I, we, we, we compete. It's co-opetition. And every day when I'm teaching, we try to see where we are on this, this bottle. And she always beats me, okay? But this is great. So E is for energy, energetic, okay. And let me put this over here. Okay, and the only way to feel empowered and full of energy is to understand and really believe this. It's from Steve Jobs. He said, your time is limited, so don't waste it living someone else's life. Now, in a moment, we're gonna do an exercise together that will help you live your life on your own terms, okay? So what is this, what is this one word framework in this box? What is this? Okay. So what is this? Oh, oh man, I, I can see it. This is unbelievable. I can see the shiny word right there. It looks dope in a row. Okay, I'm looking at it right now. So what is this one word framework that can change our lives and help us finally live our lives on our own terms? What is that one word framework? Well, before we get there, I wanna quickly review. I wanna quickly review, we're almost halfway done. I'm, I'm kidding, no, we're almost done, I promise you. All right. Before we go there, I want to quickly review the seven components of this one final framework. Okay, so we're going to go through this here quickly. This will be a nice summary. All right. The first is B for balance. Okay. The second one is E for enjoy. 
L for letting go. Okay. See my corporate colors. Sorry, everyone on the webcast. All right, I put up a believe on the stage there. Okay. So the seven letters, the seven letters spell this one word framework that's right here. Are you ready for it? Are you really ready for it? How ready? Thank you very much. Okay. So here it comes. The one word framework, your final arrow in your quiver of tools to use to take your career and personal life to the next level, it's belief. <laughs> believe in yourself, okay? So you are now fully armed with many frameworks taught in this MBA degree program. You now have everything you need to build something far bigger than yourself. If you choose to believe in yourself, it's your choice. Whether or not you think you can do it, you're right. Okay. Now, the only missing ingredient to your perfect life is believing in yourself. That's it. Simple. Be you. Be yourself as everyone else is taken. Okay? And I want you to believe and know in your heart that your family and friends love you for being you. Just be yourself. It's easy. You saw I made an idiot of myself tripping over things. Just be yourself and don't care what anybody thinks and everything will work out, I promise you. Believe in yourself. Believe that you can change the world. You know, like the Rodin sculpture, I think, therefore I am. Okay, believe that no one is smarter than you. And I believe that deep down in my heart so much that I licensed this video here about Steve Jobs. When you grow up, you tend to get told that the world is the way it is and your, your life is just to live your life inside the world. Try not to bash into the walls too much. Uh, uh, try to have a nice family life. Uh, have fun. Save a little money. Um, but life, th that's a very limited life. Life can be much broader once you discover one simple fact, and that is everything around you that you call life was made up by people that were no smarter than you. And you can change it. You can influence it. You can, you can build your own things that other people can use. And the minute that you understand that you can poke life and actually something will, you know, if you push in, something will pop out the other side, that you can, you can change it, you can mold it. Um, that's maybe the most important thing is to shake off this, uh, this, uh, erroneous notion that life is is there and you're just going to live in it versus embrace it change it improve it make your mark upon it um i i think that's very important and however you learn that once you learn it uh you'll want to change life and make it better because it's kind of messed up in a lot of ways 
Um, once you learn that, you'll never be the same again. What I'd like for you to do right now, I want you to think about your dream because I'm in a room full of dreamers. Think about your dream right now. I want you to think about it and envision it. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let me share something with you. I do not believe that any of us have dreams that were not given to us for the purpose of accomplishing those particular dreams. And I want to share something with you that has changed my life. I don't know what that dream is that you have. I don't care how far-fetched it might appear to be. I don't care how disappointing it might have been as you've been working toward that dream. But here's what I know. That that dream that you're holding in your mind, that it's possible. But people who are running toward their dreams, life has a special kind of meaning. That I can have my dream. That in the process of working on your dreams, you are going to incur, incur a lot of disappointment, a lot of failure, a lot of pain, a lot of defeat. But in the process of doing that, you will discover some things about yourself that you don't know right now. That you have greatness within you. That you're more powerful than you can ever begin to imagine. It's necessary to know that everybody won't see it that everybody won't join you, that everybody won't have the vision, that you are an uncommon breed. It's necessary to know that. Don't let nobody steal your dream. I used to ask myself, can I do this? And something said within me, I've seen it like 8 million times. So just believe in yourself, okay? It's easy. Now, it's easier to believe in yourself if you tell yourself, I don't give a damn what people think of me. I believe in me. And that's what I need to tell myself over and over again. I'm a big believer that if you believe in yourself, then and only then can you truly live life on your own terms. And so I want to talk about one of my students and the student from this year's graduating class who I think might be here today. She inspires me so much. She inspires everyone in our class so much as well. And I believe 
that she embodies all seven letters in that belief framework. And I'm incredibly grateful for her incredible leadership in this class with organizing this unbelievable event. Okay, she made it possible. And it's no surprise that she is the head of the Haroon Education Ventures Alumni Network. And so it's my, and so it's my great honor and privilege to present the 2021 Believe Award to Christina Hong. Christina, come up here. Imagine the class of 2021 without this incredibly positive attitude, this person who inspires me so much, and all of us as well. Now, I also want to thank my, my son, Andrew, uh, and Julian uh, for helping today. Uh, and I especially, I especially want to thank my partner in my company since day one. And without this person, this whole online MBA program would not exist. I want to thank my only partner in my company and my great friend as well. And I'm giving him, I'm giving him the first ever honorary platinum MBA degree. You all know him and you love him too. Okay. His name is of course, Matt Lacus. Matt, get up here, brother. awesome. And we have a couple people here that are in the class of 2022. And Matt teaches a couple classes on videography in the fourth semester as well. He's great. He's great. I love you guys. Okay. Now, one of my amazing students that graduated from the Platinum MBA program uh, last year named Vital believes in himself. And I believe in him uh, as well. And together, and together, we believe that we will help to humbly put our dent in the universe. And so Vital, Matt, uh, and my son Andrew and I, we collaborated on what we call Project Magoo. And Magoo is the name of the village that Vital is from in Rwanda. And we started Project Magoo, which is all about building schools all over the world. And so we started also because we believe that education can solve all problems in the world. Now, this is a video shot in Berlin in 2019 when I first met Vital. So Vital and I are going to collaborate on what we call Project Magoo. And Magoo is the name of the village that, that he's from originally. And what we're going to do is we're gonna leverage online education to provide scholarships and full access to all business and personal development courses to 100 students in his hometown. And uh, Vital's story is so inspiring. He inspires me so much. Do you want to share your story? So the story uh, is um, how I grew up in, in that village called Magu. So it's a village with no access to electricity, no access to internet, no access to infrastructure. And uh, 
I got a chance to go to university uh, to study primary, secondary, and high, uh, university. And uh, so many kids in the, my age met, they didn't get a chance to get that education. And uh, so when we met Chris, because he's so much passionate about education, and so I was sharing with this uh, my story with him, and uh, he asked me one question like, if you would be given time, what would you do? What are you passionate about? So I, I shared that my passion is to give back to that village specifically. Uh, because I know that they don't have, uh, yeah, they don't have access to that high-quality education, and so that's how the idea came. Like, okay, giving back to that village through education, and so yeah, that's uh, that's the background. And so I grew up in that village and went to university and um, made it to university to master's degree in Germany, and I have just a, uh, a heart to give back to that. Together, we believe that every problem in the world can be solved with a combination of education and technology. And we're going to make it happen together. And we're going to create a blueprint, a business plan, so to speak, based on Project Magoo, so that anybody in the world can apply what we've learned to, to provide online education to every student in the world. Even in those villages like mine, And so this, this past summer, uh, my son Andrew and I flew to Rwanda, uh, which was not easy, of course, given the many uh, COVID tests we had. And we started building the school. And what I want to do is show you quickly here our progress and the reason I do what I do, which is to build schools. And so special thanks to Andrew for filming this and for Matt for editing uh, this video. So here's our progress so far. And past this past summer, we actually flew to uh, Rwanda. So check it out. I want to thank you all for allowing us to build a school here. I'm so impressed by how beautiful this country is. And how amazing everybody is here too. And thank you. So we're here in Rwanda, beautiful Rwanda at Project Magoo. Um, we just purchased the land uh, from a number of different people. Uh, Vital had to talk to a gazillion government officials uh, and we put it all together. Uh, and so it's about an acre, as you can see uh, right here. Um, and what we're going to do is construction will start in about a month. Given COVID, things have been pushed back a bit. And it's a much more ambitious project than we expected because we're gonna have five buildings on the campus here. We're gonna have a computer lab, also a carpentry center, a welding center, and two meeting rooms as well, right? So there's a lot going into this. It's gonna be completely self-sustainable as well, good for the environment. We have 50 Raspberry Pi computers. 
And we're using Raspberry Pi because they don't take up much electricity. Uh, and we're gonna have 40 solar panels uh, on the roof as well. Completely self-sustaining, uh, good for the environment, et cetera. And, and thank you so much for, no, for setting all you. this up. Thank you yeah, so yeah, much yeah, also yeah. for yeah. Yeah. Yeah, keep kicking this up. And um, yeah, it's gonna be great. And we are so grateful because one of the success that we already enjoyed is um, the people here, the people that sold us the land they understood the reason behind this. They didn't just sell the land because of money. They understood the reason and they were willing to even sell their houses. There is this house, for example, and uh, we were just grateful that people understood and they back the idea up. And so we are so grateful. And uh, it's not just a computer lab, but it's gonna be really a learning center and uh, yeah, and bringing the community together. There is, there is more than one thing that's gonna happen. They're gonna learn, people gonna learn, and go, they're gonna also kind of have a, a place where they can come and connect again and, and build their community. So we are grateful. Thank you so it's much. Amazing. Chris, Dude, it's amazing, yeah. I Dude, so I met Vital about two years ago at yeah, the Udemy conference. Yes. Udemy conference, Udemy in, conference in Berlin. In we said we're gonna do it yeah. and, and you're my hero, man. Yeah, you're, man, you're, thank you so yeah, much. Yeah. <laughs> I aged a lot in two years, you can see that too. Yeah, yeah. thank you. And, and Matt, Matt, great job with the editing. The audio issue is mine, my syncing, it was my issue, but great job, I love it. Thank you, thank you. Uh, and so my goal is to build um, mini schools with my MBA students. And our next school is gonna be in Kenya with Marin, one of my Platinum MBA students. Hi, Marin, on, on the webcast. Uh, and then after that, we're gonna build a school with Kemi, who's also on the webcast in Ottawa. We're gonna go build a school with Kemi in Nigeria, uh, who's also one of my students. And all of us together, we can and we will solve all problems in the world with education. As Nelson Mandela once said, education is the most powerful weapon that we can use to change the world. Now, education can and will fix every problem in the world. And I wanna thank you all from the bottom of my heart for taking this MBA degree program. Let's build our dreams together. It's now time for an exercise, okay? The final exercise of this program. So here's what we're gonna do. Everybody watching this on the webcast and here in the Hiller Aviation Museum, Everybody watching this, including friends or family that might be sitting beside you right now, okay? I want everybody to be part of this exercise, including uh, Andrew, uh, as well as Matthew, Dylan, and Julian as well. And by the way, Julian, who's Andrew's friend, just got accepted to Villanova University, which is an amazing school. Congratulations. So here's what we're gonna do. It's really easy but this will change your life. So I want everybody to make sure, people in the webcast as well, please. I want you to make sure that your cell phone is in your hand and looks like it is for everybody already. Yeah, yeah, right, cool. It is for Andrew, right? There you go. I knew you'd have it in your hand, all right. So everybody, uh, put your cell phone in your hand and if you don't have a cell phone, then get a piece of paper and a pen. Okay, do that right now, please, especially on the webcast. And then what I want you to do, is I want you to go, all of us here, I want you to go to your calendar on your cell phone. So open that app. 
And on today's date in your calendar, I want you to create a calendar entry at 5 a.m. that repeats every day at 5 a.m. forever. Don't write anything in that calendar entry yet, please. And in the next 30 seconds, just get your cell phone ready, open up your calendar, create that calendar entry for today at 5 a.m. and make it recurring and repeating every day forever. And if you have kids that are eight years or older, they must participate in this exercise too if they're in the room right now. Isabella too. Isabella's my niece. Everyone say hi to Isabella. Okay, cool. Uh, So let's do this. All right. So what I want you to do is this, please. I want you to write down in your cell phone, okay, in that calendar entry or on a piece of paper if you don't have a, a mobile, I want you to write down. I want you to write down the following letters at the top of the calendar, okay? Here we go. Those letters are believe. B E L I. All right, so write down belief. Then what I want you to do is right below the word believe that you just wrote down, we're going to write what it stands for, meaning all seven words. Write them down with me, please, right now. Here we go. B is for balance. E is for enjoy. L is for letting go. I is for inspire. E is for empathy. V is for visionary. And lastly, E is for energetic. So life all comes down to a few short moments. And this exercise we're going to do together is one of them, okay? This will be one of a few short moments in your life that changes in your life, okay? Now, before we start this exercise, and I want everyone over the age of seven to do this exercise. Uh, And if you have loved ones, okay, that don't speak English, Please translate to them right now. Okay, I want everybody to be part of this, like Marcelia's mom. Great. One more thing before we start. It's never too late to start over. Now, in the 1950s, the average life expectancy was 26 years younger than it is today. What does that mean? So what, Chris? Well, that means that you're all 26 years younger than you think you are. It's true. And many people watching this right now on the webcast and live here will live to be at least 150 years old. It's true. And you can start over right now. You are young and you are young at heart. And it's never too late to start over. Believe that, please. And there was a study done at Yale University many years ago in like 1950. And what they did was the graduating class at Yale University in 1950. They asked them all, How many of you have written down your goals? And only 3% had written down their goals. And then 20 years later, in 1970, they went back to that graduating class and they calculated that the net worth of the 3% that wrote down their goals was greater than the other 97% combined. This works. One last comment before we start this exercise. The reason that most people give up on their New Year's resolutions 
by the third week of January. The reason why over 90% of people give up on their New Year's resolutions by the third week of January is because they did not set a deadline date. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to give you 10 minutes right now to write down, okay, in your calendar or on that piece of paper. I'm going to give you 10 minutes right now to write down in your calendar or on that piece of paper what your perfect life is in 10 years from now, meaning write down your goals, okay? The goals you're going to accomplish over the next 10 years. And beside all the goals that you write down, I want you to write down the deadline date in brackets beside each goal, okay? And I'm going to give you 10 minutes to do it. And please don't be conservative, please. I want you to think big, and then I want you to think much, much bigger, okay? Great. And as James Cameron said, the brilliant Canadian, representative Canadian, the brilliant filmmaker who made uh, Avatar and Titanic, he said, if you set your goals so high and you fail, you still fail above everyone else's expectations. And who gives a damn what anybody thinks anyway? Just believe in yourself. Okay, so over the next 10 minutes, I'll put up some motivational quotes here and inspiring music. You have 10 minutes to do this.
Welcome back. How do you feel? How do you feel? Awesome. I don't know if you guys caught it, but Dr. Dion, who's sitting right here, we had a wonderful quote from her that actually started all these quotes. Yeah. On the webcast, I'm sure you saw it as well. Cool. All right. So you guys feel great. Good. So do I. Now, make sure, please, please, I'm getting my knees. Watch. Please, please follow through on these things, okay? Please follow through, okay? I want you to repeat that calendar entry every day forever. Just remember me praying, please, please. I, I want to be a tiny part of your success as well. All right, so it's a 5 a.m. Uh, a calendar entry. And what that means is this. Every day when you wake up, it's the first thing you see, okay? So you won't forget it. And schedule each day because if you want to get something done, give it to a? That's what I'm talking about. Excellent. Okay, good. All right. Once you achieve some or all of the goals that I want you to do, I want you to push the goalpost out. Okay? Um, because sometimes when you achieve goals, you're like, now what? You got to keep pushing the goalpost out and set more aggressive goals. Okay? Uh, and once you achieve them, push the goalpost out, and then set new goals and believe in yourself so you can become the person that achieved those goals and so you can live your life on your own terms. And if you feel frustrated at work over the next year or so or more, good. And I say that again with love in my heart. I believe in you. And I say that because it'll motivate you if you're frustrated, Okay. Just read those goals on a daily, weekly, or monthly basis and channel your frustration, meaning your goals, into becoming a reality. And fellow Canadian uh, actor, I'm Canadian, as you know, uh, 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 Jim Carrey, uh, what he did was, he actually grew up pretty close to me uh, in, in Toronto. And uh, he and his father, they were dirt poor. And their job, and they lived in a trailer home, their job was they cleaned uh, the washrooms at a local high school. It was awful. And they did that after hours. And then Jim Carrey, he was so frustrated. What he did was he sat down one day while he was cleaning the bathrooms and he wrote a blank check to himself. Okay, he filled it in. He filled in a check for $10 million for services rendered. And when he was frustrated, he looked at that check. Of course, that's a metaphor for his goal. And I want you guys to look at your calendar entries as well. And of course, he cashed it one day. One more thing. Teddy Roosevelt said, believe you can, and you're halfway there. So what does that mean? Well, that means, do you guys believe you can do it? Make it happen. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, now, I want you to change the lens by which you see the world. I want you to look for inspiration in your life. And there's so many wonderful success stories about people that came from tough backgrounds, tough backgrounds, and they made it big, very inspiring. And just know that anyone that has made it big has failed more times than you and I have combined. So I want you to embrace failure. And this, these failures that you'll have, perceived failures, it's up to you how you want to see it, man. You can either see them as stumbling blocks or stepping stones, okay? It all depends on how you see it. 
And speaking of rocks, anybody know who this is here? It's, it's not Corey Berg over there. Massive. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's The Rock. Dwayne Johnson, of course. See, Dylan? Dylan, The Rock. Yeah. All right, cool. So Dwayne Johnson, who, of course, is The Rock, um, he was arrested many times when he was younger. And he failed a lot. But his positive attitude was what helped him to become the biggest star on the planet. And he once said, if you got your back against the wall... There's only one way to go. So remember, the rocks you're seeing in front of you, they're not stumbling blocks. They're stepping stones on your path to greatness. Perception becomes reality. It all depends on how you see it. I think, therefore, I am. Whether or not you think you can do it, you're right. See things differently. All right, now time for the most important part of this event, which is the graduation diplomas. So as I call your name, Okay, uh, thank you. Um, uh, as I call your name, please come up and receive uh, your degree, okay? So our first graduate is Eileen Deo Gracias. Congratulations, excellent. All right, uh, next up we've got uh, a fellow 905er from my area code in Canada, Mississauga. We got a Bavik Thakar. Yeah. He's from Mississauga, that's my hometown. Yeah. Next up, from beautiful Florida, we have Cassandra Gimpu. Next up, we've got Christian Chang. All right, next up, we've got the one, the only, Christina Hong. Woo! I don't work here. She doesn't have a job, she has a passion. Woo! All right, next up, we've got Corey Berg, a fellow Canadian. Next up, we've got Dave Capel. Dave always keeps me laughing. He's got the best sense of humor ever. Yeah. Next up, we've got Dr. Dion Vernon. We have Eston Esau now. Woo! Now we've got George Delaney from Texas. All right, George. And thanks again for coming a day early to help us set up. You're the best man. Thank you. All right, uh, next up we got the doctor, Hari Atkuri. Next up is Jim Tosif. We got next is John Badalino. John, John lives close by here. He's in Petaluma as well. Yeah. 
Jose Hernandez. Next up, we got Jose Montesinos. Actually, he and his family took the Amtrak, the Amtrak train uh, from Chicago to here. It's amazing, yeah. All right, next up we've got somebody from Egypt. My Habibi, one of my people, Khaled Arai. And Khaled actually flew in from South Carolina for this, and he's going tomorrow to Cairo. Next up, we've got Kurt Hosh. Now, on Kurt's LinkedIn profile, he's got more cowbell. So he, he, he got all my cowbell references. Okay, uh, next up, we have uh, Roselia Roca. Make sure to thank your daughter, Reza, for the incredibly inspiring music. All right, uh, next up, uh, Mufidal Hussein. He's here. Here we go. All right, uh, next up, oh, the keynote speaker, Suzanne Cruz. I just want to say this. How many of you remember when he says, I'm going to throw you in the deep end of the pool now? Yeah. But I, I said that with love in my heart. I think that was in one of the finance classes. That's right. I remember that. Thanks for remembering. Yeah, awesome. Cool. All right. Next up, we have uh, Tao Huang. Next up, we have Todd Martin. Mr. Web 3.0. And our last one goes to BJ Patoni. BJ Patoni, congratulations. Excellent. So that's our class of 2021. Congratulations. Woo! Now, I want to thank you all for your time and your commitment on this awesome journey that we've gone through together. I also want to thank uh, Christina again so much and Matt for setting up the graduation. And I want to also thank my, my staff and my partners who are watching today on the webcast for making this journey possible for all of us, including Doug, Joey, Joe, Cassandra, Daniil, John, Andrew, Matthew, Dylan, Vital, and John Marco. And of course, most of all, the most important thank you is to my very patient wife, Christine. I love you. because MBA does not stand for married, but available. I love you. Thank you. You're awesome.
She's my rock. Love it. Okay, great. Now, I want to end this MBA degree program right now on this positive note. And I want you to get up and start working on architecting your perfect life armed with what you've learned in this MBA degree program. And more importantly, armed with this new empowering belief that you have in yourself. Now, this is not the end. It is not the beginning of the end. It is perhaps the end of the beginning. I believe in you. God bless you. And don't ever worry about your career as God already knows what's going to happen. Believe in yourself and think with your heart first. I believe in you and I love you. Thank you. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and happy new year. Believe in yourself. Really believe in yourself because, as I mentioned in that speech, whether or not you think you can do it, you're right. And we're always our own worst uh, enemy. And so happy, happy new year, everybody. It's great to see it. Now, um, I, I want to mention something uh, critical uh, of myself uh, to kick off the new year. Um, so we sent a bunch of emails last month, and a couple people, two actually, mentioned that they unsubscribed and they're still on the list. Um, and so I apologize for that. Uh, I'm changing our marketing strategy, especially when it comes to email marketing, okay? So what you can do is you can always reply to any email you get from me and just type the word unsubscribe or go to the bottom uh, of, the, uh, of the page uh, and click unsubscribe. Now I've had three people unsubscribe this morning, uh, which is great. And in the email I sent out my weekly yesterday that I wrote myself, I started it with an apology and how to unsubscribe. Okay, let's get started. All right, so, so happy new year, everybody. Uh, and a big shout out to uh, Christina Hung, uh, who's one of my amazing platinum students that graduated last year. Uh, Christina did a great job uh, with that, uh, that event that you watched there. Uh, without Christina, it wouldn't be possible. So thank you, Christina, uh, if, if you're on the webcast here. All right, let me get to your questions uh, now. All right, give me one second. Okay, great. All right, first up, uh, I've got Arturo. Uh, good morning, Arturo. Ho hope you're doing well. Uh, who wrote, uh, uh, Dear uh, Mr. Haroon Sir, Chris, please. Um, uh, and then you wrote, uh, Using your book template over the holidays, I published my first book on Amazon. Uh, it's called COVID Consciousness and Other Poetry. Oh, I love that title. <clears throat> I also love the power of three, which is what you named your book uh, with using that strategy. Three things, uh, COVID, consciousness, and other poetry. And, and one of the many things I learned from Steve Jobs and other great presenters uh, over the years is that we can only absorb three bullet points on a slide. 
And the same thing when it comes to visual analytics. Okay, so from a usability testing perspective, the images that do best and are most popular have three lines in them. Okay, it's the rule of thirds. Uh, like when you see a wonderful picture uh, on the beach. Okay, so you got the beach, the, the ocean, and the sky. So congratulations, that's, that's fantastic. Excellent, excellent. Okay, I'm gonna go buy that right now. All right, so it's called um, COVID Consciousness and Other Poetry. All right, let's do this, folks. Okay, so I will go here to uh, Amazon and I'll purchase this book. I love supporting my students as they inspire me. COVID Consciousness. Okay, my, my spelling is awful. Other Poetry. Google usually corrects me. Here it is here, excellent. Okay, great. So here it is here. I'm gonna order the hardcover book. Um, and what I'll do is um, I'm gonna buy it right now. And then I will show it to all of you on next week's webcast. Okay, place the order, excellent. Uh, actually, it says it's gonna arrive on the 28th of, of February, because it's the hardcover. So what I'll do is when I get it, uh, I'll review it. Um, it obviously say great things and uh, show you all here. So congratulations. And for those of you with New Year's resolutions, um, if one of them is not uh, writing a book, please add that to your list. It's easy to do and fun. You can go to haruneducation.com uh, slash write book, all lowercase, all one word, write book. And I provide you with the, the template, uh, which is six inches by nine inches. It's free to do. Anybody can do it. Uh, imagine walking into a, a job interview uh, and showing them your book, you know, or, or, or a sales meeting with a potential customer and you give them that book. Who does that? You got to ask yourself, how badly do you want that job or that customer? Excellent. Thank you. You inspire me, Arturo. Again, when it arrives in late uh, uh, late January, on January 28th, which is my wife's birthday, um, I'll make sure to show it to y'all. Yeah. And special thanks to my wife, too. She's so patient with me, uh, especially given the number of hours I worked last year. And so uh, I was joking with her that MBA stands for um, uh, Masters of Business Administration and not married, but available. So I'm going to try and be more balanced this year. I make a lot of mistakes, too. So give me one second. What I'm going to do is I'm actually going to check uh, the screen here. It's been a while since I've actually used this. And uh, I'm going to show you guys how to get perfect uh, lighting. Okay, give me one second. All right. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to adjust the, uh, the exposure. And let me just turn off the backlight first. And, and the way you do it is you get a white piece of paper or a balance card, as they call it, or a white card. Okay, it doesn't have to look perfect, but it works. And you want you, your, your face, you see the Ghostbuster thing there, <laughs> to be just under the 80. Okay, it's good. Okay, sometimes I'm underexposed. People have complained about it. Yeah. And I love feedback. Thank you. All right, so let me go and turn on the, uh, the, the lights now. And then I will turn off this crazy Ghostbuster crap there. All right. Um, uh, ne next up, uh, I've got already. Oh, Rediana, how are you? Uh, Rediana is from beautiful India. Uh, she's one of my MBA students that graduated last year. Uh, God bless you. And I'm looking forward to chatting with you this year as well. So Rediana wrote, uh, Professor Chris, thank you so much for the most influential mentor in 2021 to all of us. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I don't think of myself as a mentor uh, because I think to myself when one teaches to learn. 
Thank you. My, my students are my mentor and you inspire me a lot. Um, and then you wrote, the very first thing you taught us is to live with a purpose. Uh, Happy New Year to you uh, and your family. Sa- same to you and God bless you. This is going to be the best year ever. That was cool, eh? I believe in you all. Okay. Thank you. All right. Um, next up, uh, I, I've, I've got uh, Sony uh, who wrote, uh, no one being smarter than me is a difficult idea to wrap my head around. Uh, can you explain this in more detail, please? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So it, it basically, your success in life, in all aspects of life, comes down to how much you believe in yourself. Okay. So when you're selling a product or a service, um, if you're confident, uh, then confident leads to perceived competence. You don't have to be arrogant. So when you're selling yourself or a product, you have to remind people of your accomplishments. Okay. And, and there's tactful ways to do it as well. So when you're in an interview, and if you don't tell people about your accomplishments, uh, they'll, they'll never know. But when you're an interviewer, you have to brag about your accomplishments. And the way to do it is you can say, do it this way. Um, I was humbly selected by my team as the number one reseller in the Northeast District in 2021. I made that up. Uh, but you got to believe in yourself. And, and a great way to believe in yourself is to cut off all people in your life that are negative influences. They don't belong in your life. You know, why would you torture yourself with that? You know, you set the soundtrack for your own life. So cut off everybody in your life that's negative, if you can. I know you can't always. Like, sometimes we work in big companies uh, and it gets political. And, you know, there's always poisonous politics with respect to how you answer questions. So if somebody approaches you in a big company and they're really negative uh, and they ask a question or they they make a statement about something just to bait you Uh, instead of uh, answering uh, with an affirmative or negative reaction you just say two words i understand because when you say i understand you're not saying i agree with you or disagree with you you're just saying "I i understand i understand yeah okay all right uh uh, next, next up, and I end every one of my, my web uh, webcasts uh, with with this video here. I'll just show you two seconds of it here. Okay. When you grow up, you tend. So I licensed that from the Silicon Valley Historical Association. Um, it's of course Steve Jobs talking about no one being smarter than you. And so at the end of this webcast and every weekly webcast I do, uh, I'll play that. Okay. Um, uh, next up, uh, Demian wrote, uh, hi, Chris, uh, best wishes to you and your family. I hope 2022 brings many positive things to all big hug. Excellent. And Demian, God bless you. So Demian is uh, one of my platinum students uh, starting this year. We start uh, next uh, Tuesday um, at or next Monday, I should say, January 10th. And for more details, go to HaroonEducation.com. Uh, but I'm looking forward to working with you, uh, looking forward to helping you humbly in any way I can. Now, uh, Demian's been on my webcast for more than a year now, um, and he's originally from uh, Venezuela, uh, and he lives uh, with his wife uh, and daughter in Barcelona, where I have many students. Big hug to you, buddy. I'm looking forward to our one-on-ones. Thank you. All right. Um, next up, I've got E. Pronto from Toronto. Uh, g- good to see you. Good to see you. I hope, hope you're doing well. So E. Pronto wrote, hi, Chris, happy new year to you and your family and your audience. Amen to that. Same to you, brother. Um, uh, please note, I have not received notification for this webcast today. Not sure if others had the same experience or it was just me. Thanks. Yeah. So I, I changed the way I did it. So I felt that um, 
students got too many emails last month, which is why I went dark uh, for about two weeks. Okay, uh, no emails or anything. And then yesterday, I personally sent the only email to, to students this year, uh, which was a reminder we have a webcast tomorrow. And I started off that email uh, with how to unsubscribe from my list. And then I thought, well, I'm not going to send a reminder email in the morning as well. And that's probably why there's fewer people on the webcast today, but that's okay. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do make plenty of mistakes. Okay. Uh, and we're working on, on addressing um, how we communicate uh, with, with students as well. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you all for your patience. Yeah. All right. Uh, and sometimes you have growing pains as well um, when you're starting a company. Uh, and, and our growing pain over the past six months uh, has been how to manage all the gazillion emails we have. Now, I use a product called Active Campaign. And so when you first get started, uh, you use MailChimp. Okay. Um, and then you move up to active campaign as I have a gazillion people on my, my email list. Um, I actually deleted, um, I think it was like eight or 9,000 people from my list the other day uh, as well, because the students are not that active, uh, the recipients, uh, and I, I don't want to bother people too. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, uh, ne next up, uh, Zishan wrote, hi, Chris, happy new year to you. Uh, and Dylan, uh, Matthew and Andrew, my, my boys, where the hell's my, my picture? Oh, there it is there. Hold on a second. I just walked into my studio first time in, in ages. Ugh, hold on a second. That's right. The, these are my, my boys here. They're getting older, man. Yeah, this is when, when they were a lot younger, obviously. Uh, this guy is now 17. <laughs> this guy here is now uh, 16, right? Yes, they're driving. And this guy here is now 12 going on 30. Yeah, so no, they're, they're great. And I bought them actually for Christmas, um, the OLED switch. And they're not using it. They're like, Dad, I kind of want to play, you know, on the PS5, whatever, and Fortnite and all that stuff. So I've been having fun with the OLED Switch recently. Yeah. And we were on vacation. I was like, what do I do? Uh, and so uh, during downtime, um, which for me is not very often, um, I sat beside my kids playing video games, and I played uh, Pikmin 3 with them uh, on, on the Switch. Yeah. It was fun. It's a masterpiece. Okay. Uh, uh, next up... Um, uh, uh, Zishan uh, wrote, hope to join you very soon for the MBA, MBA degree uh, in the near future. Awesome. Awesome. And if you don't want to join this year, join next year. Uh, and as you all know, there's a 30-day 100% money-back guarantee. Okay. You wrote, in the meantime, I have a question. Uh, we see huge marketing in India uh, for the CFA and FRM courses. I wanted to know from you whether they're really worth the effort and money put into it. Yeah, the CFA is. Uh, and I think the CFA is better than getting an MBA if you want to focus on finance. And so the CFA stands for the Certified Financial Analyst Designation. And the way you do that program is you sign up. There's a fee, obviously. Um, and then all you do is you write three exams over three years. Okay. There's no in-class sessions. You just write exams. And what they do, the CFA Institute, is they provide you with a list of a gazillion textbooks that cost a fortune uh, to buy, uh, to study for it. Don't do that. Go to eBay and do a search for Schweizer. Okay. It's a company uh, owned by Kaplan, which is owned by the Washington Post, which is owned by Jeff Bezos. Uh, but Schweizer uh, provides books that summarize all that crap, that stuff. Uh, in, in a small number of books. You can get them for 30 bucks, all that stuff. Yeah, so check it out. Uh, and I did level one years ago. I remember I was at Goldman Sachs um, and it was kind of eerie because uh, I was in Manhattan, but we wrote the level one exam 
um, I, I think it was in January of 2002. And it was in this massive warehouse uh, in, in New Jersey. Uh, and before we started uh, the, the exam, you know, there's thousands of people there. Uh, we had to all stand up, rightly so, uh, and pay respect uh, to uh, the many CFA charter holders that died on 9-11. And that list was, was endless. I'm getting shivers uh, thinking about it now. Uh, but basically, level one is a review of all the finance stuff you'll learn in typical MBA programs. Yeah. If you had to choose between an MBA and a CFA, I would take the CFA any day. Okay. All right. Um, let's see, what, what do I have next here? Uh, uh, Sonny wrote, how do I find the total addressable market uh, for a review website? It's specific to an industry with no census, no licensing, no regulation, no database, and no top 30 public companies, financials, et cetera. Yeah. Ooh, that's tough. That's tough. Uh, I'd start out by doing a, a search on total addressable market for review websites. Okay. Uh, and what I would do is I would go to Yelp, ticker Y-E-L-P. Uh, I would go to their, uh, their annual report and I would search on the size of the market. Okay. So by law, these big publicly traded companies like Yelp, ticker uh, Y-E-L-P, and I participated in the IPO years ago, and then I thought it was a great short because I think there's some unethical activities they have, meaning you have to pay uh, in order to get negative reviews removed. I'm too honest, I know. Um, but uh, when, when you go to uh, read their annual report, you can just do a search on Yelp Investor Relations or go to sec.gov and enter the ticker Yelp. And by law, they have to file all the risks and a lot of information about their business. And so when you go through the annual report for Yelp, um, just search for total addressable market. Usually they explain that. Or search for competition, and they mention their competitors. And then once you get a list of all the competitors, you can add up the revenue that those competitors have. Now, in general, if you take the top 10 or 15 companies in a given sector, especially in tech, and you add up the annual revenues, revenue for those 10 or 15 companies, that's a good enough proxy for the size of the global total addressable market. Because in the tech sector, it's usually just a handful of companies that dominate each sector. For example, um, with search, of course, there's, there's YouTube, uh, which is the second biggest search engine in the world. There's Google, which is the biggest search engine in the world. And then there's Bing. If you work at Microsoft, you use that, that sort of thing. Yeah, so you, could, you can do a search. Oh, my God, I talk a lot. Okay. All right, all right. And I got a ton of steps in this morning, guys. When you were watching that, um, I got, um, and I challenge you all, and I say it was a love of my heart, uh, to get uh, 10,000 steps a day. So I got my first 8,000 steps in when you guys were watching that video there. Um, also, I'm drinking a bunch of water. And Christina Hong, who's one of my amazing students who inspires all of us so much, uh, we compete. It's co-opetition to see if we can finish this every day. About halfway there. I also bought uh, this, uh, this ring, okay? Um, this one never comes off. Uh, this, this is called uh, an Ura. I think it's called Ura. Let me see here. Yeah, an Ura ring. Uh, and so what you can do, O-U-R-A, that's right. Uh, there's an app for it as well. What you can do is you can monitor your sleep cycle and so much more, okay? So for me, I found out I have a problem. I have many problems, as you all know. And one of my problems is, is sleep, okay? So I can get a lot of sleep done, okay? So I get, um, I get seven, and a half, eight hours every night, no matter what, okay? Sleep comes first for me. However, when I'm sleeping, um, I don't have much deep sleep. And this here will monitor 
uh, your, your deep sleep as well. I get hardly any deep sleep every night. And that's a problem because that's when your, your muscles and your, your body in general fixes itself, right? Repairs itself. But I do get an insane amount of REM, rapid eye movement, right? Like 10 times more than the average person. And when I go to sleep, it's out there right now. But I look forward to it because I have just crazy dreams. It's like I'm watching a movie every night. But I need to focus on how to get better deep sleep. And, and I think a lot of it uh, comes to, with, with stress as well. Um, you know, I, I was kind of stressed out uh, recently, uh, which is rare for me because God always knows what's going to happen. Uh, and I got uh, shingles. Um, and so uh, shingles is this rash you get if you're stressed. And it only happens on one side of your body. It's almost all gone now. I had a little bit up here as well. It's going away. You might have seen it in the graduation video. Yeah. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to focus on, on, I don't know, kind of taking my biohacking to the next level. Uh, especially when it comes to the quality of my sleep. Yeah, so I don't know if I'm convinced with this product yet. It's a bit expensive. Um, I don't know if I want to recommend it yet, but it's helped me understand my sleep cycle. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, all right. And if I miss questions, just paste it again. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, uh, next up, I've got Daniel uh, who wrote, Chris, good morning. Good morning to you too as, as well, Daniel. I've got that uh, Elton John song, Daniel, in my head now. It's a great song. Thank you for that. Uh, you wrote, I sent an email to you on LinkedIn on December 30, 2021. Uh, did you have a chance to read it? Crunchbase is your preferred source for micro VC contact information. Thanks. Yeah, I don't answer all of my, I have a team helping out with this stuff as well. I get a lot of inbounds, but um, in the interest of full disclosure, let's let's go there together and, and I'll check out what, what you sent. Okay. And I just changed a lot of, oh, I got to log in. Yeah. See if this will work. All right, hold on a second, skip. Sorry. All right, so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go to messages and then I'm gonna go to um, Daniel. Okay, here it is here, okay. So it's open, which means my, my team saw it. Chris Ball as well, Happy New Year, same to you. Would you kindly have time to comment on my product PowerPoint? I've incorporated many of your suggestions from your excellent videos. I'm seeking capital for manufacturing version number two of my hardware product. Thank you uh, for your attention uh, to, uh, uh, to my work. Yeah, and actually we have uh, in, in the MBA program, uh, in the third of four semesters, we have a venture capital boot camp where I teach you how to start a company, raise capital, et cetera. So let me take a look here, allow. Hold on a second. All right, uh, and I gotta go here and, and change up Wirecast. Give me one second, guys, because I gotta share, not just, I wanna share my, my desktop. Okay, monitor, good. Okay, great. So I'll go there now and, and I'll open it up and I'll provide you uh, real-time uh, feedback. Downloads, investor presentation. Okay, cool. Now, before I look at it, I recommend never having more than three bullet points on each slide. Don't make it more than 10 pages either and focus as much as you can in the early parts of the presentation on bragging about your management team and make sure that it's so simplistic, the business model discussion, uh, that an, anybody in the eighth grade could understand it. Okay, I see his visual already, which is great. Okay, great. So let's, let's go through this. And let me just go back over here for a second to see if everything is working. I think it is. Good. Okay, great. Let's do this. Okay, it's not uh, about whether or not you uh, to drink water. Uh, it's about replacing uncertainty with peace of mind and, and good health. Very cool. All right, first thing I would do is, um, I, I don't understand the business model yet. 
um, but I would put up a, a picture here, okay, that actually shows what the product is, okay? Uh, and you might be building towards something here, but I'd make it a little bit more uh, intuitive. And uh, I have a, a friend of mine named uh, Ruben Gruber, um, and Ruben actually, um, he, he went to McGill University like, like I did, and the five of us um, are on a board up there, um, uh, and, and I'm humbly a Dobson McGill University fellow. Uh, and what we do, and I'm not as active as I used to be, um, is uh, we judge business models from, from students. Um, and so uh, Ruben's background, Ruben Gruber, is he started Sonus and a ton of other companies. And he lives now in Boston. Now, I had dinner with Ruben a couple times, one in Montreal, once in Montreal, once here in the Bay Area. And whenever I meet with somebody more successful than me, which is every meeting, um, I asked him, um, why is it, Ruben, that you never fail with any startup you have? And he said this, I love this. He said, well, before I start any company, what I do is I fly up to Montreal and I have dinner with my 90 year old mother who doesn't know much about technology. And if she can't understand the business model that I discuss with her over dinner, then I don't do it. And that's kind of a euphemism or analogy for uh, you have to make it easy to understand for everybody. And don't, don't assume the venture capitalist or investor is sophisticated enough to understand your company. Okay, so just make it easy to understand. And when I used to have my own column in Inc. Magazine, uh, my editor used to tell me, Chris, always write at an eighth grade level, which is easy for me because that's my maturity. Yeah. All right, let me go back to the rest of this here. All right. Okay, cool. All right, next up, I've got, uh, yeah, uh, a test expert uh, in your hand. Yeah, I'd probably put that in the first page instead of this image here. Okay. All right. Uh, I back personal water tester. Cool. Okay. I see. Nice. Nice. All right. And that's your, your, your product or your MVP. Very cool. Then you wrote, uh, today, the okay, so what I would do is um, I would focus on your management team right here. Um, and if you don't have that much experience in the, in the sector, uh, then you can get a board of advisors, which I explain how to do in my venture capital boot camp uh, in the third semester in my, my, my MBA program. I'd love to have you sign up if you're interested. Okay, so today the IBAC has reinvented water testing uh, for bacteria. Okay, uh, on vacation, why worry about uh, your, your, your drinking water? That's interesting because whenever I go away, uh, I always ask the concierge of the hotel, can I drink this water? I was in London about two years ago and I asked the concierge, I said, um, can I drink the tap water here? And the guy looked at me and he said, I reckon this is not bloody Flint, Michigan. Of course you can. Yeah, it's my awful accent, yeah. Okay, but if you have a product actually that would fix this, I would probably buy it, um, probably when I go on vacation. Huh. Okay, uh, then you wrote magic, one button use, revolutionary, no training uh, required. Okay, cool. Power good, low power, nice. Uh, breakthrough for consumer use. And, and I love that word breakthrough because it's something that uh, Steve Jobs used to use when he, when he launched the iPhone. He said, we have a breakthrough internet product and get some breakfast here. Hold on. Mm. Spilled a bit. I have a drinking problem. I don't drink anymore, but I don't drink any less. First of lots of bad dad humor today, sorry. All right, so near instant response, less than 40 seconds. I like it. Uh, consumes no chemicals. Um, how this is different from a current consumer. Okay, so what I would do also, if you want to, is I would probably type all this up uh, in Microsoft Word or use Grammarly uh, just to correct um, uh, any sort of grammar that may or may not, uh, issues that may or may not exist here. Okay. 
Um, uh, and then you wrote, the, the current consumer products take 48 hours to give results and require uh, chemicals. It's not reusable. Interesting. Interesting. This, this reminds me of the, the rapid tests for COVID, which are impossible to get. Um, uh, but And if anybody out there wants to get COVID uh, rapid tests, by the way, a good friend of mine just gave me this, this, this link. She's going to kill me. Um, but if you go to emed.com, that's E-M-E-D.com, apparently you can get tests there. I haven't gone there yet, but she's, she's a reputable source. Thanks, Naomi. Okay. She's going to hate me for saying that. Okay. Um, so it takes 48 hours. I got it. Okay. All right. Next, next up, uh, you wrote here, uh, customer testimonials. I love customer testimonials, uh, as you all know. Okay. Um, so you wrote here, Sky Mall Magazine owners. It works, a comment from their uh, independent test. Sky Mall is kind of a, a big deal, man. Um, now, for those you're not familiar with it, sometimes when you fly in airplanes, uh, there's one magazine in front of you, and it's a Sky Mall one uh, where you can order products from. Um, so I would actually throw put in an image of that as well. That's, that's, that's awesome. Roy Schmidt, a consumer, wrote, interesting. Uh, bottled uh, spring water tested at 5 NTU versus uh, EPA standard uh, 1 NTU. Uh, I would explain what that means. Uh, and also, instead of just putting interesting in quotes, I put the whole thing in quotes. Um, and, and if he's a, a, a reputable source on, on what all that stuff means, you can mention that as well. So uh, Tammy uh, wrote here, uh, local water tested as best. Uh, Chiang Men resort water tested as, as marginal. Yeah. Um, and, and if you want, you can include um, just a little bit of a background who these people are. Uh, from a credibility perspective, it might help even more. Okay. So I, I'd love to see again your management team early on here because in venture capital, we all know that um, ideas are commodities, but execution is not. And in venture capital, um, we'd always prefer to invest in an A management team with a B business model instead of investing in a B management team with an A business model. Okay, the jockey is always more important than the horse. You got to sell yourself first because that's what a company is, people. Okay. All right. Uh, and then here uh, you got some more, more research uh, is, as well. Okay. Uh, and then w when you wrote this little star here, I'd put the star down here as is, is, is well. And maybe put a source as well, uh, online source. Yeah. All right. Um, why hasn't someone done this before? Um, secret sauce. Um, in a lot of these terms, I don't know what they mean. Uh, I'm not a sophisticated water guy. Uh, and always assume that, that your, your customers or your investors uh, don't understand anything about the sector. Remember Ruben Gruber about making it easy to understand and remember uh, to write at an eighth grade level, which again is my maturity. Okay. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, version one verse, versus version two. Okay. All right. Um, and okay, I got you. All right. So the cost is that, um, okay. So you had a plan. I got you, uh, retail. Um, okay. Okay, cool. Cool. Uh, and I would, um, let me see, is that Velcro there? I would probably crop out that Velcro or use Photoshop or, or something here. Okay. Um, let's go to next here. Uh, the market clean drinking water is a universal goal. Um, uh, travelers are a primary marketing uh, target. Access to IVAC products at duty-free uh, airport shops. Yeah, I love the concept. I've never seen something like this before, but this is something I would buy. This is definitely something I would buy when, when I travel. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, it, and a lot of people, before they go on vacation in a, a particular region in the world, this is out there, but what they'll do is they'll order honey that was produced in that country. 
because apparently if you consume it for a couple weeks before you go there, um, it materially decreases uh, the likelihood that you'll get local illnesses. Okay. All right, next steps. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I would probably... Okay, so this is use of proceeds. I, I got it. Okay, cool. Um, good. I would put this first. Okay, all this stuff, Daniel. Uh, you, Grant, uh, etc. Now, again, if you don't have experience in a particular sector and you want to get more credibility, um, what you can do is you can have a board of advisors and you can get them for free. In my MBA program, I, I teach you how to network on steroids. So probably what I would do is I would search for people, Daniel, that have something in common with you that work at a water bottling company. Maybe they worked at Evian, et cetera. Uh, and then ask them to join your board of advisors. It doesn't cost you anything, okay? And you can put a little logo of Evian as well or Perrier or whatever it is um, if they let you. Okay, cool. Thank you for sending that. All right, uh, let's see what I, what I got next here. Okay. All right, next up, uh, Andel, who's one of my MBA students, how are you? Uh, wrote, all the best to my fellow uh, alumni. Uh, can we all create a research group? My suggested title is uh, HEV, uh, MBA Alumni Global Research Group, uh, covering any topics that can boost job opportunities, et cetera. Yeah, it's a great question. So uh, what I do have for all of my classes is Slack. Okay, so I, I think it's in the first couple lectures of, of every single one of my, my curriculums out there. Uh, there's a Slack group. Uh, and we passed 1,000 students recently uh, in the MBA program. Big milestone for us. I'm proud of my team for that. Uh, and the success of our program is predicated on the strength of our network. So what you can do is you can go to Slack, okay? Uh, and you can create a channel on, on the side uh, for that, yeah. Okay. And for those of you joining uh, this year's uh, class, okay, uh, meaning the class that starts uh, on Monday, January 10th, you should have all received an email from me telling you how to access Slack and network with students and also how to access the workbooks, the calendar, uh, the lectures, etc., and how to access the link for next week's call on Monday. If you did not get an email from me on January 4th, then what I want you to do, please, is email support at haroonventures.com uh, and let me know so I can personally send you an email today with all the details regarding Monday's class. Thank you. All right. Um, okay. Um, hey, Donzel, how are you? Uh, Pearl wrote, so uh, great to see you, Pearl. Pearl wrote, so glad to have the webcast back. Congratulations to the, the graduating class. Amen to that. I, I, agree. I agree. I love my students, man. Uh, I miss my students too. Uh, and I have a policy that if you buy my gold or platinum program, you can always rejoin the next year forever. Because it's so, it's, it's not about just money for me. Obviously, I got to pay my staff and stuff. It's about a personal bond uh, and a connection. Yeah. And it breaks my heart thinking that I, I won't be able to see a lot of my students. I got to show you some. So, uh, one of my amazing students, they're all amazing, uh, sent me a, a LinkedIn message. I think it was yesterday. Let's go here. Peyton. He's the best. So he works in surface uh, warfare at the United States Navy, and he started a great company called um, uh, GameReport.io. Uh, and so, <laughs> uh, and he sent me a message because somebody is pr pretending to be me, which happens a lot to scam people. It wasn't me. Okay. Um, but he, he sent me this. I miss you. <laughs> and so I wrote, uh, thanks, brother. Join me in gold for free. He, he graduated last year from Platinum on Monday, January 10th. Um, yeah, he's the best. Peyton, if you're watching, brother, I, I miss you. I love you. I hope that uh, you and your family are, are, are doing great. All right, cool. 
And Peyton couldn't make it to our annual um, uh, alumni and graduation event on December 18th uh, because he had a family reunion. Yeah, but I'll, hopefully I'll get to meet him in person next year or this later this year when we do our next one. Okay. All right. Um, uh, and then Hari, hey, Hari wrote a power pack speech, Chris. Uh, my hearty congratulations, graduates. Amen to that. Congratulations uh, to all of our, our graduates. I believe in you. Yeah. And, and I have this massive desk I ordered. I upgraded stuff here. Um, so this desk, it's eight feet wide. And there are so many props on the table, uh, as, as you can see here. And of course, it's full already. All right. I love what I do. Okay. Uh, 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 next up, I've got um, uh, Hui wrote, uh, Hi, Chris. I hope all is well. Likewise. Um, could you please share with us how uh, you get into, um, how you uh, got your first teaching job at university? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, what happened was I, I worked uh, in venture capital for years. Um, and in 2013, this student from San Francisco State named Voss, great guy, I think he's from Russia originally, he's awesome. Um, he sent me a message and said, um, can you please be on a panel? And so I, I, I said, sure. Um, and so I went to San Francisco State. I was on a panel there. Um, and then one of the teachers in the audience named Herb Myberger, who's my mentor, um, he's a professor, senior guy. And he introduced me to the deans of a couple schools. And he said, Chris, you got to teach, man. Uh, and so what happened was um, he introduced me to the dean of the Halt International School of Business. Uh, and they, they said, can you guest lecture? I said, no problem. Uh, and after the guest lecture, um, they said, can you please make a course, teach whatever you want, just do whatever you want. Uh, and so they gave me full reign to have kind of an empty palette so I could create my own course from scratch. Uh, and so I, 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 I taught you know, during the evenings uh, at the Halt International School of Business. They sent me to India, to Mumbai and Delhi to teach as well, which is fun. And I taught at San Francisco State and a bunch of other schools. Um, and actually my, my first guest lecture, um, I think, it was, actually no, it was Stanford. So what happened was, was this. Um, I, I emailed and I called uh, the dean uh, at Stanford University, the Graduate School of Business, um, and she didn't respond. And so I called her and called her over and over again. I didn't leave voicemails, but finally she picked up. Uh, and, and I told her, um, I would love to come and guest lecture. And how can I do it? She said, well, if you want, what you can do is email all the teachers uh, uh, and, and tell them that I told you to email them. So what I did was I emailed all the teachers there, okay, 30 of them, uh, including Myron Scholes, who created Black Scholes, option strategy. And in the email, I said, so-and-so, the dean said to reach out to you. Every single one of them responded. And so I got to go and guest lecture there as well, um, which was a lot of fun. Um, I much prefer teaching uh, at San Francisco State, though. Um, I love the students there. That's all I'll say. Yeah. So that, that's, that's how I did it. And then what I did was I, I started, um, on the side, what I did was, um, uh, more importantly, was I did a lot of charity work. So I'm on the board of this wonderful, <laughs> uh, this wonderful charity called uh, the, um, it's called the Limo Foundation. And in the United States, there, there's a lot of wealth, but there's also a lot of poverty. Uh, and in the United States, there's um, big cities. You have rich areas and then poor areas a couple blocks away. And so... Uh, right beside Palo Alto, which I call Shallow Alto, 
uh, there's a region called East Palo Alto where the high school graduation rate uh, is only, um, uh, it, it, it's only a 40% because a lot of these people that live in East Palo Alto have deadbeat fathers, no such thing as a deadbeat mother. And so what I did was I started teaching these students, okay? Um, and what we do in the Limo Foundation is we provide full scholarships to all the best universities in the world for the students, okay? And we teach them as, as well. And so what I did, this is many years ago, is I actually, uh, I taught them on a Saturday. And then what I did um, was, and I made them all degrees as well. Yeah, and there were tears. I had tears as well. Uh, everybody did. Uh, that's some other event, whatever. Um, uh, it, and, and this is uh, a charity I was on the board of called Providing Opportunities for Women. Um, but what I did was after this, this one day uh, event uh, in 2016 in, in January, I was so inspired by these students. So what I did was I put up a, a camera at my house uh, and I let it record all day and I just winged uh, a, a course uh, called uh, an entire MBA in one course. And part of it was based on the slides I used when I, I taught in class. And uh, I didn't do it for the money. Uh, I just wanted to help and share with the world. But I'm humbled to say that, and I put it up on Udemy, uh, that Business Insider and a bunch of other places, whatever, wrote about it. Uh, and then I think it was February, I made close to a, it was close to 100K or something uh, from that course um, in 2016. Uh, and so I thought, you know what, man? I, I, I kind of want to chase my dreams. And, and, and I believe that if you, if you chase money, uh, you lose your dreams uh, and your money. Uh, but if you chase your dreams, as long as you're willing to fail a lot and not give a damn anybody thinks, then something wonderful happens. Uh, your, your dreams come true uh, and the money follows accidentally. It always does, no matter what anybody tells you. Okay, but the important thing is to find your passion and chase your dream and don't give a damn what no one thinks of you. Okay, this is your life, not theirs. Okay. All right, next up, Kurt. Hey, Kurt, how are you, man? Uh, it, it's, uh, Kurt wrote, uh, hey, everyone. It was so nice uh, to meet some of you in person. Uh, this is Kurt Hush. Uh, I, and he wrote, I look forward uh, to future uh, in-person events. Uh, Chris uh, was an excellent host and a presenter, and Matt and Christina were stars as well. They were, they were. Kurt, thanks so much. So Kurt um, is, is one of my platinum students that graduated uh, a couple of years ago, two years ago, I think, in 2020. Uh, great guy. He lives here in the Bay Area. He works at a great company called Workday, founded by Anil Busri and David Duffield. I invested in the IPO many years ago in the summer 2012. Uh, he's a great guy. And on his LinkedIn profile, he mentions the word cowbell, uh, which is uh, from a cowbell sketch from Will Ferrell, which is in my MBA curriculum. He's the only one who understood my, my dad humor with that. Great to see you. And Kurt, thank you so much for recommending uh, that virtual reality game. So what I did with my, my, my son, Dylan, uh, was um, I, I got uh, from Kurt um, over LinkedIn. I'm going to show everyone to it. It's pretty cool, man. So uh, he gave me this idea uh, over the holidays to play a VR game in person. So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to search here on, on Kurt because I think everybody should do this. It's fun. All right, Kurt. Yeah, try again. Right, here we go here. All right, great. So, so here it is here. Yeah, yeah. So he told me about this game. It's called Sandbox VR. Okay. So what you can do is it's in a lot of malls now uh, in the United States and probably globally as well. Um, what you can do is you can pick an environment and then what you can do is you can actually play uh, in that environment. So I did this one here with Dylan. Uh, we were in this green room. We had 
guns and stuff, my, my son Dylan, uh, all that stuff. We had to defend our, our world. It, it was a lot of fun. It, it was awesome. And you actually had to name your team. Uh, and, and so um, I named, Dylan got embarrassed by this, but I named our team Squid Games, which he wasn't happy about. Yeah. Sorry, that's me. Okay. Uh, great to see you, Kurt, brother. Okay, so uh, who he wrote here. Hi, Chris. Uh, what are the three things someone must know before they start investing in stocks? Yeah. Um, so I have a template uh, of 100 steps that I provide you in the fourth semester of my MBA program when it comes to investing in stocks. We look at qualitative, quantitative, and financial statement analysis. But if I had to pick the top three, number one would be management team. The jockey is always more important than the horse. Okay. I want you to focus on the management team. Can they sell? Do you get excited about their product when you watch them uh, on television uh, being interviewed? Uh, and if you don't get excited about their product or their vision, um, then customers won't get excited as well. Okay, you want to look for somebody that's got lightning in a bottle uh, in terms of an excitement perspective like Mark Benioff from Salesforce.com, uh, who basically started selling cloud software years ago. No one understood it, myself included. Uh, but the way he sold was amazing. He was incredibly passionate. So look at the management team first because if, if you start building the financial model um, before looking at the management team, you're wasting your time. The filter should always be a great management team first. Number two, I want you then to build a financial model. And I want you to focus on what you think earnings can be in five and 10 years. And I want you to value the company and come up with a target price based on your PE estimate based on your earnings in five or 10 years. Be long-term focused because as Warren Buffett said, uh, the longer the view, the wiser the intention. The third thing to do is to write a full research report. Okay, and I provide you with a template to write a 150 page research report on any company in my MBA program. And out of that, uh, that, that process in the Excel file, when you create that massive report, there's a one pager that's made for you automatically. And you can print it off or save it as a PDF. And you have to finish the whole report before you invest, okay? And after you invest, let's say a year goes by and the stock's getting crushed, it's getting murdered, and you wanna sell because the stock is down, which is illogical. What I want you to do so that you're unemotional is I want you to go back and read that one-page report that you wrote a year ago. And I want you to ask yourself, had I known about all these new problems causing the stock to go down today, had I known about these issues a year ago when I wrote this report, would I have still bought the stock? And if the answer is no, sell it. If the answer is yes, buy more. Okay. All right, next up, Nick. Hey, Nick, how are you? Nick wrote, hey, Chris, uh, I I'm thinking about writing my book. Uh, what is the length uh, that you recommend? Yeah, so... I recommend that your, your books, um, I'll show you here, be at least 150 pages. And I'll explain why. My office is so messy. You guys have no idea. Okay. So um, I'll do this one. I'm not trying to market myself. But um, if it's 150 pages at least, then you can have a spine, unlike me. But if, if it's less than 150 pages, you can't have a spine. And you want a spine as well. You want it to be up on a shelf so somebody can see your, the name of the book and all that stuff. Yeah. Okay. 
All right. Uh, next up, hey, Rose, how are you? Rose was a, a platinum graduate from the very first year of my MBA program uh, in 2019. She started, um, we're doing our third year starting January 10th. We'd love to have y'all join. Um, and, and Rose actually, Rose, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart and all my first year students for taking a chance on me, for signing up for a program where I didn't have a single lecture made. You inspire me, Rose, so much. Rose, Rose is from the great state uh, of Virginia. Uh, she was head of the yearbook uh, for the for our MBA class uh, in the class of 2019 to 2020. And uh, uh, Christina Hong uh, is now the head of the yearbook for the, the class that just ended. Yeah, we have great students. Great to see you. Uh, so Rose wrote, uh, you, you gave uh, such an engaging speech. I wonder how long it took you uh, to memorize it. Yeah, um, I actually didn't memorize anything. Okay, so what I did, and my son Andrew was in the audience. I kind of felt like I was talking to him. Um, uh, but, uh, and he was the guy, uh, that I showed in that video where we did that, that car race thing where he said, dad, we did it. We won. Um, but he said that as well. He said, Chris, he said, dad, how'd you memorize? I didn't. So uh, what you can't see, uh, is I have a teleprompter. Okay. And, and I had a pedal below me as, as well. Okay. And I've got a pedals down here as well. Um, and what I would do is I would click to go to the next slide always with my foot. And I would look, and it was in the A camera. There's a number of different cameras. And so I looked into the camera. It's easy to do. It's cheap to do. Anyone can do it. And so all it is is just PowerPoint. That's it. And I read it through the monitor. It's simple to do. Anyone can do it. Um, now, I looked away from the camera a lot when there was a quote. Okay, so whenever I had a quote uh, uh, on my teleprompter, I underlined it. So I knew that I could look away and just kind of mention the quote because I just remembered it. Yeah. And some of it I, I, I winged, uh, but I certainly didn't uh, memorize anything. Yeah. The only thing I had to memorize for a speech was my, my TEDx talk uh, and a keynote I gave in Brazil some VC conference years ago. Um, yeah. And when you memorize a speech, um, you're never going to include everything. You'll forget stuff. But don't get stuck. Don't worry. Because nobody's going to know if you forget stuff. Only you. And so the way to get back on track always, if you forget something, uh, is you say this, in terms of, and then you look at your slides, see what you're talking about next, or moving on to, that sort of thing. Those are, those are crutch words that I teach my students in the personal growth track of my MBA degree program, uh, which I think is the first month of the curriculum. Yeah. All right. Uh, but, but I wrote that whole thing uh, in about a day. Yeah. Um, just because I've, I've done tons of speeches over the years and yeah, yeah. Uh, but what took a while longer was ordering all the props uh, as well, uh, which I ordered on Amazon. Um, I love props. It's like show and tell. All right, next up, Andre, who's one of my amazing MBA students. He graduated last year. How are you, man? Wrote, uh, Happy New Year. Same to you. Thanks for the fireworks icon there. All right, uh, next up, Zishan wrote, uh, Chris, do you believe uh, the market will show cor a correction in the coming days uh, due to the Omicron virus? and the Federal Reserve's recent meeting regarding increasing uh, interest rates. Yeah. So I can never call the market on a short-term basis. Nobody can. Otherwise, we're fooled by randomness, which is the title of a great book by Nicholas uh, uh, Taleb. Everyone's got to read. Fooled by randomness. He also wrote The Black Swan, which means a rare event. Um, you can't focus on how the market's going to react because a lot of times the market reacts based on a black swan, which is a rare event you can't really, you can't predict. You can't. Uh, and each month has 20 trading days. That's 20 weekdays. And trying to think about how a stock will react in, in a month, in 20 days, is impossible. Because you get fooled by randomness. 
What happens is stocks go up or down uh, based on geopolitical events outside of your control. It might be saber rattling uh, between uh, DC uh, and, and Beijing or, or Moscow and Riyadh with the price of oil, et cetera, which makes stocks go up or down. You can't focus on that stuff. Or it might be another stock similar to one you own that reports good or bad news. You can't do it that way. You got to be very, very long-term focused. Um, now, the reason why rates have been artificially low for an extended period of time is because the government sees data that we don't look at that closely, but they see data about, um, about COVID, uh, which is kind of scary. Okay? Um, and as a result, um, governments around the world, um, to make it easier for people to invest in the economy, et cetera, uh, they've made rates zero for an extended period of time. And they've done that because um, they've run out of medicine to fix the economy. And, and so the way it works is there's two types of medicine to fix an economy. This has nothing to do with, with COVID, medicine-wise. The first medicine is monetary policy, which is the policy of money. Uh, and monetary policy means uh, interest rates. And so interest rates are basically zero now, can't go any lower. So we're out of medicine for the monetary policy bo uh, bottle. The other medicine is called fiscal policy, which is spending money on bridges, uh, tunnels, whatever it is, de defense, uh, in order to prop up the economy, okay? And the stimulus packages. Um, and we're kind of out of bullets for that. There's, there's only so much more money we, we can spend before countries go bankrupt. And the next generation calls it the steal from us program, so the stimulus program. Um, and so there's no more bullets left in either medicine bottles, meaning monetary policy and fiscal policy. So what? What do you do next? Well, you create something called the wealth effect, which means you leave rates at zero for longer than expected. And what happens is because rates are 0%, we don't leave money in the bank. Because if we do, we're not going to make any money on interest. So it encourages us to buy stocks and speculative asset classes like NFTs, etc. I won't go there. But if everybody owns stocks and stocks go up a lot, then the wealth effect kind of helps the economy because everybody feels richer and everybody spends more money on stuff. Okay, and tax revenues go up, et cetera. Okay, and it's not sustainable in the long run. Uh, but governments around the world, um, they've, they've left rates lower than expected for longer than expected because they know that if they raise rates too early and another COVID spike emerges, then you could have civil unrest, like real civil unrest. I'm not going to go there, uh, but I think you can read between the lines there. Okay, think 1989 Tiananmen Square. Um, and so, um, yeah, but um, if they raise rates too early, uh, there's civil unrest. You know? uh, and so uh, the problem with this, and I agree with what governments have done, by the way. Yeah, keeping rates uh, very low. Makes sense. But the problem with this uh, is that you get inflation. Okay. But inflation is better than civil unrest. Um, so um, what happens is you get inflation. Uh, and we all know there's a shortage of, of, from a supply chain perspective, every product out there because rates are zero. Um, and we all know that prices of everything are going up a lot, which is why one of my bigger investments is something called Treasury Inflation Protected Securities or TIPS, which means you buy U.S. government debt that goes up every year the same rate uh, as the interest rate plus inflation. So 7% or 6% of the past year. So um, yeah, but what happens is inflation occurs. Now, given the fact that, um, that the internet is incredibly deflationary, 
um, we can leave rates lower uh, for a longer period of time. Okay, and so um, if, if we go back to 1989, uh, the Berlin Wall, uh, Ronald Reagan gave this great speech in Berlin, and he went off script, and he said, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall, and the Berlin Wall fell. And Alan Greenspan, who guest lecturer when I worked at, at Citadel once for us, he said the reason we had unprecedented economic growth in the 1990s was because the Berlin Wall fell. And when the Berlin Wall fell, you had all this really cheap and brilliant Eastern European labor moving west. Okay, And the biggest uh, component uh, when it comes to the cost of anything is labor prices. And as a result, uh, interest rates were artificially lower than they should have been for a long period of time uh, in the 90s. Now, this gen and I wrote an article about what I'm about to talk about now uh, in Wired Magazine, as well as a bunch of other publications. But I wrote about how this generation's Berlin Wall teardown event is Amazon Web Services. And so Amazon, uh, basically, they have the most important operating system platform in the world, right, as a cloud service provider. And all these great companies like Uber, Airbnb, et cetera, and Netflix, they wouldn't exist if they didn't use AWS. And Amazon cuts the prices of AWS all the time. Okay, they've cut the price 100 times since AWS was, was launched as an operating system, so to speak, in the cloud uh, back in 2005. Compare and contrast this with Microsoft Windows. You know, Microsoft Windows, they only cut the price three or four times going back to the 1980s. And so what happens is Amazon Web Services is incredibly deflationary and the prices of things are lower because of that. Okay, and so I think one of the reasons why uh, interest rates have been artificially low and inflation has been uh, artificially low or relative to normalized economic environments is because of the lower cost of computing, so to speak. But it's not sustainable. I don't know when uh, this, this bubble is going to burst. It will eventually. Um, you can't time these things. So, and uh, Sir John Templeton said uh, the four most dangerous words in, in finance are this time it's different. So, I don't know. This time is a little bit different, I guess. But I'm long-term focused. And yes, there will be a significant pullback in the market to some point. Nobody can forecast it though. Um, but what I like to do is I like to look at the VIX, ticker V-I-X. And the VIX is, um, it, it's, it was created by the CBOE, the Chicago Board of Exchange. It's an options instrument that they launched back in 1990. And the VIX, what it does is it actually monitors um, fear in the, in, in the markets. It looks at options-related um, uh, trades uh, on options 30 days in the future. And if the VIX spikes to 80, remember this, okay? Don't forget this. This is important. I put my reputation on the line when I say this to you. When the VIX spikes to 80, which it has a couple times, you know, in, in 2008 it did, and in March of 2020 it did. When it spikes to 80, there's maximum fear in the market. And I don't care how bad things are. You have to back up the truck and buy as much stocks as you can. Because you got to be a contrarian. Um, otherwise, what happens is if you only sell stocks when they're going down, you'll never make money. So wait until the VIX spikes to 80. It will at some point. And when it does, back up the truck and buy stocks. Until then, I would be patient. Okay, a little bit more breakfast here. All right. All right. But 
I do think that when, when rates start to go up, it's a signal that, that governments aren't as worried about COVID. Yeah. So, and I'm hopeful and I'm an optimist uh, that this, this new Omicron thing, which is easier to get, but not as lethal. Um, I'm optimistic that this, this Omicron or some other derivative of it could lead to a herd mentality where we eventually everybody gets some sort of form of it and we're all immune, I guess, in the long run. I just don't know. And I, and I can't forecast, you know, or in, nobody can forecast uh, what genetic mutations are going to occur because of COVID. So b- better safe than story, sorry. I always have a mask in my pocket just in case. Yeah. And I did get the first two vaccines. Yeah. The third one, I'm waiting a little bit because I got really sick, like really, really sick uh, after the second Pfizer one. Yeah. But I'll probably get the booster shots in. Yeah. My, my son, Andrew, got it uh, yesterday. He didn't go to school. Uh, he's feeling sick again today because of it. Yeah. Please don't take my comments as me being an anti-vaxxer, because I certainly am not. And I don't believe in this government conspiracy uh, about about COVID as, as well. I've heard some crazy stories over the years. Yeah. All right. Um, okay. Uh, 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 next up, um, uh, Roy wrote, hey, Chris, um, you gave a wonderful speech. Thank you for that. I, I appreciate it. It's easy to do when you're inspired by the audience. Yeah. Okay. Any tips on how to memorize a speech? I'm a recipient of your scholarship uh, for your MBA gold degree. Excellent, Roy. I'm look, looking forward to, to working with you uh, this year, uh, starting on, on January 10th. Yeah. So I, when I did my, my, my TEDx talk um, in 2016, you could find it on the web. Um, I practiced a lot. And... I practice by looking at the slides, okay? And so, um, like, uh, image-based cues, right? And it was very visual. Uh, and so whenever I forgot what I was going to say next, I clicked to the next slide. No one knew I forgot what I was saying. And I would see something that would remind me what, what to say next. Um, but I, I, I really, I memorized all 15 minutes of that speech. And what I did actually was, and this sounds out there, but I went on long walks and I recorded myself doing the speech um, in, a, in a high traffic area on the sidewalk, of course. Um, so that uh, it, it's kind of like when you you see baseball players, but before they go up to bat, uh, what they do is they put a weight on the bat, okay? So that um, when they get up there to swing, they take the weight off and it's easier. Yeah. Okay. But you got to tell yourself, when you get up there, man, uh, to give a speech, if you're nervous, you just got to tell yourself, I don't give a damn how this speech goes. I know it sounds weird. You got to get into that mentality. You know, you got to be like Logan Roy. Speaking of Roy, your name here, Logan Roy uh, from Succession. He just doesn't care. He's just himself. I don't agree with a lot of stuff he says, but that type of attitude of not caring uh, can really help you in business uh, and in all aspects of your life as, as well. All right. And if you haven't watched Succession, you have to. It's the best show on television now. Um, and, and I think it's a play on the, the Murdoch family or something like that. Lachlan Murdoch. All right. Um, all right. G- give me one second, guys. Okay. Okay. So Roy said, my, my question was, how do we access the program? I'm grateful for the scholarship. May God bless you abundantly. May God bless you way, way more. 
Way more, way more. And I love mentioning God in class because God deserves to be in class. Okay, um, because we're all here because of him. All right, so what you can do, Roy, is just send an email to support at haroonventures.com and, and we'll take care of that. Yeah, I will personally go through all the support emails. Yeah. Okay, God bless you more. Uh, next up, uh, Marios wrote, uh, Hi, Chris, uh, Happy New Year, and I wish you all the best. Thank you, and I, I, God bless you, and, and, and Happy New Year to you as, as well. Uh, next, next, next comment, I got Ali. Ali, how are you, buddy? Who wrote, Believe. Oh, I'm actually going to make this my, um, my, my YouTube thumbnail this week. So what YouTubers do is they, they'll freeze, uh, and then they'll take it um, uh, from, from that part. So what, what time is it now? Let me see. Okay, so 1040. I'll point here, and, and I'll remember. Let me see if I can set this up without looking like an idiot. So I'm going to point here, and I'll take a screen capture later, and this will be the thumbnail. Okay, there we go. That was my fake smile. Okay, It's like when, when the camera stops, you're, you're not smiling anymore. I have to tell you guys a quick story about my dad. My dad is my idol. Um, he's amazing. He's great. And my mom, too. I love you, Dad, so much if you're watching. I'm so sorry to mention this story, but it's when things happen that aren't fun, that are serious, and then years later, you can look back and kind of smile on I have to go there. Okay. So my, my dad is, is from Egypt, from uh, a couple hours south of Cairo, uh, in, in a place called Sohag. And he's rarely gone back to Egypt. And my mom, for the first time, visited Egypt with my dad. Uh, and so I, I'm a bit of a techie uh, from an AV perspective, because my dad, he, he's the reason I'm who I am. Um, what he did, my dad, was he bought the best damn video camera ever for this first trip. And so uh, he and, and my, my mom, whose name is, is Jackie, um, they went to Egypt and my dad took wonderful videos, you know, visiting the pyramids, you know, the, the, the Sphinx, um, visiting family, etc., the Nile, all that great stuff. And my dad got home and I asked him, how was the trip, dad? How was it? And he said, it was great. Let me show you a video. And I was like, oh, awesome. So we all sat down and watched the videos. I couldn't wait to see it. I want to see who my relatives, I've never been there. Uh, and, and so what happened was... Um, we're sitting there watching <laughs> and all you see is my mom who's wonderful smiling and then not smiling and the camera's upside down and you could see like uh, the, the pyramids upside down the sphinx upside down and my dad and i've done this too okay this is funny he thought that when you're filming when you see a red light, it means, oh, the camera's off, right? It makes sense. You know, green light, go. And so what happened was all you saw was my, my, my mom going smiling and then, and then the camera, my dad walking away and you can see the pyramids upside down. Oh, the best was they, <laughs> they were, they were in, 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 the, in a taxi together and all you saw was my dad's shoes and then my dad saying, Jackie, uh, close the window, it's hot. Um, and I was like, dad, your shoes are so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And actually off camera, they, that their chatter with each other was wonderful. They have a wonderful marriage, uh, more than 50 years. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. All right. Um, 
Uh, next up, uh, Zeeshan wrote, Chris, is there any way we can join the gold or platinum program in the middle of the year? I'm so sorry, I can't do that. Yeah, we're, we're gonna be closing enrollment soon. Yeah, yeah, I can't do that, sorry about that, yeah. Okay, but you can join next year. Uh, I'll do it every year, forever, um, for the next 150 years. Because um, I will make it to 200. And many people in this call will make it to 200 as well. Okay. All right. Oh, Christina, how are you? Uh, Christina wrote, uh, good morning, Professor Chris and our amazing global MBA family. Uh, happy, healthy, and prosperous year 2022. Cheers, Chris. I'm at the 10 a.m. water line and 3,600 steps. Awesome. That's great. That's a lot of steps. Nice. All right. For me, water-wise, uh, I can't see through this. I don't even know. Oh, here we go. I'm at the, the 2 p.m. line. This one's a little bit smaller. It says I'm halfway there. Yeah. Mm. I'm really thirsty today because um, Christine bought um, uh, this massive enchilada from Costco. Costco is a big retailer in America. And if you can't buy it at Costco, you don't need it. Uh, but it, this enchilada, and I ate the whole thing. I ate the whole enchilada last night, right? And there's a lot of salt in it as well. So, yeah, yeah. Mm. In terms of my, my steps, um, I think I'm around eight or so today. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and it, it's my big goal this year to uh, to hit the gym more. Uh, and, uh, you know, Corey Berg, uh, the Corey Berg, one of my wonderful students from last year, um, he's like the rock man. I met him in person. This guy's massive, man. He's huge. He's huge, right? He's built. I've never I've never met somebody uh, in life that big. He's like like uh, Lou Ferrigno, nice like Lou Ferrigno is, is, is well. Uh, and so Corey's being mentoring me, uh, being mentoring me on, on exercising as well. Um, I had this goal, crazy goal last year of putting on 20 pounds of muscle by my 50th birthday on February 2nd. Uh, unfortunately, um, and I hate excuses, but um, I was working out with Andrew uh, last summer uh, in, in the garage. It's a great way to bond with my kids too. And if you get a gym at home, then your kids are less likely to, you know what I mean, do stuff because they're kind of seen as leaders among their friends. They all work out together. But I was working out in, and I pushed myself. Like when Arnold Schwarzenegger used to go to the gym, sometimes he'd be in the parking lot. Before he went in, he's like, oh, my arm kind of hurts. I'm just going to go home. He was smart. I'm not smart. So I, I really hurt my shoulder big time. Okay. And I'm doing rehab on it. It's finally better. So now I'm back at it. Okay. And if I was a quota carrying sales rep, I would get fired all the time because I always set my goals here and you know what I mean. And as James Cameron, the, the wonderful Canadian director, represent Canadian, of Avatar and Titanic uh, once said, if you set your goals so high and you fail, you still fail above everyone else's expectations. Yeah. So I've started going to the gym again. Yeah. And getting out of the house. And dude, it feels so damn good getting out of the house as well. Of course, I wear a mask uh, when I go to the gym. Yeah. Um, but, um, and I sent out a tweet the other day about this. I wrote, you don't go to the gym and afterwards tell yourself, I wish I didn't work out for two hours, said no one ever. It's a wonderful way to self-correct yourself and release endorphins, et cetera. Yeah, so um, it's amazing how, how the body works. Yeah, get rid of some of these. I had no idea how to do this makeup thing before, but if you don't, with all these lights, you shine. All right, what do we got next here? Uh, uh, ne next up, Zeeshan wrote, uh, Dear Chris, uh, if in you we find our guru, uh, our friend. Thank you so much. Um, and when one teaches to learn. So you're all my gurus. Thank you. 
Um, and you wrote, uh, our friend with whom we can ask anything and clear our doubts. Uh, thank you so much for your support and efforts. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. It's great to be here with you. Um, the second this becomes about money first is the second y'all got to shut me down. Yeah. Um, which is why email marketing and stuff, I'm going to, we're slowing that crap down. It's just, yeah, my fault. Okay. Oh, again, and I mentioned earlier, I have to repeat it. Um, if you want to get off my list, um, I, please, please, please let me know. Okay. Um, because I, I certainly, this is not why I do what I do uh, to upset people. Okay. Uh, and Matt's helped me with the Udemy presentation I'm giving soon. Uh, but what you can do is you just, uh, and, and by the way, if you want to get off all lists in general, search your Gmail for the word uh, unsubscribe and you can go through and unsubscribe from some stuff. Right. So, uh, but if you want to unsubscribe, um, you, you can do so. I had a bunch of people asking to, to unsubscribe. Yeah. Yeah. Like right, right here, this person unsubscribed. Great. Good. But in my, my weekly email here, um, I, I wrote, um, Shirley, don't call me Shirley. I wrote, um, uh, right here. If you don't want to receive any emails from anymore, please reply to this email with the word unsubscribe. And I wrote, I received two complaints in December that students unsubscribed and still receive emails from us, which is unacceptable. Uh, I'm sorry for this. My number one priority to make sure this never happens again. Uh, thank you, Chris Heroin. My name is hard to pronounce. Harun, I think. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Please make sure you, yeah. Yeah. Or you can go to the bottom of the email and click on subscribe. Yeah. But I, I'm restructuring things now. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, next up, Christina wrote, uh, thank you so much, Professor Chris, uh, for such an amazing year together. Uh, it was a blessing to be part of your class of 2021 with, with our MBA family. And thank you for those icons as well. Uh, please say hi to Bella uh, and Christian as, as, as well. Um, Christina received the first annual Believe Award, uh, at, at which you all saw in the, the video I just showed you at graduation. So congratulations. Yeah. And this is the one I was going to give you initially, but it, it's, I bought the silver one uh, instead and gave it to you in the box. This one is kind of, it looks nice, but yeah. And Christina, thank you for that award that you put together as well. Thank you. Okay. Uh, Christina wrote, Professor Chris, I love meeting so many fellow classmates from all classes at our HEV MBA in-person graduation and alumni reunion networking weekend. It was so awesome. And the way we set it up, we're going to do it again this December, um, is uh, what, 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 what we did was uh, on the Saturday, December 18th, uh, we had the, the event in the morning, graduation. Uh, I rented a museum. Uh, thank you, Christina, for, for helping with that. Uh, called the Hiller Aviation Museum. Um, uh, and then what we did was uh, we hung out together um, uh, and then we all went to dinner at the Water Dog uh, Tavern. Um, and then uh, the next day I did uh, 12 hours of one-on-one -on -one meetings in person uh, at the Hyatt Hotel here. Yeah, and so I'll, I'll do that every every year as well. Yeah, it was fun, man. I was sad when it was over. Yeah, I enjoyed it, though. Thank you. And thank you, Christina, for everything. Uh, and then Christina wrote, uh, Professor Chris, uh, looking forward to having our epic year to connect, collaborate, and contribute to all our Haroon Education Ventures MBA Alumni Association Network. This is going to be a great year. This is going to be the best year ever, right? It's, it's always darkest before dawn. Um, and, you know, 2020 sucked. Uh, 2021 was brutal as well. This is going to be a great year. We are past the worst. We are. We are. Of course, I'm careful with masks and all that stuff, and I always will be. Um, but I feel like 
I don't know, I feel like there's green shoots in terms of things improving. Right. Things are just going to it's going to be a great year. And I'm excited. I'm excited to be here. I'm jumping for joy. Yeah. 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 All right. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Michael Jordan Elcock. How are you, man? So Michael uh, is from Trinidad. Um, he is uh, he graduated two years ago from my MBA program, my platinum program. Um, and he and his wife, Rosemary, are awesome. And they're both going to be joining me again for free this year as as a gold student uh, as well. Michael, I flagged your email if I haven't emailed you the details um, uh, on January 10th, I'll do so later today, I promise you. And, and God bless you, brother. It's so great to see you. And, and if I still drank, which I don't, I would share a carob with you right now, which is way better than Red Stripe. We know that. Okay. So Michael wrote here, uh, hello, Chris uh, and fellow uh, eight heavies. That's a uh, Haroon Education Venture uh, uh, graduates. Great, great to see you. And when my mom saw my list of, um, uh, of students from my first year, I was like, mom, it's happening. Um, here, here are the, the students and everything. She looked through it and she said, oh my gosh, honey, Michael Jordan is one of your students. That's amazing. And I go, no, it's a better Michael Jordan. Yeah, it's, it's, it's MJE, the better version of MJ. Oh, yeah. E meaning enhanced, right? Michael Jordan Elcock. Great to see you. Uh, so Michael wrote, uh, uh, Happy New Year to you all. Uh, great to be back with my favorite professor. Oh, God bless you. I love you, man. Uh, and fellow students. Yeah, it's great to see you, man. Great to see you. And give Rosemary a big hug for me as well. Okay. All right. Um, uh, and Allie wrote, Good to see you all, dearest heavies. Uh, happy uh, 2022. Uh, and then uh, MJ, MJE, the enhanced version of MJ. Uh, said uh, best of uh, of everything uh, to all of you. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. And I, and I get into arguments all the time with my son, uh, Andrew. Right, He's playing NBA 2K, and I play with him on the PS5. He kicks my butt all the time. It's fun. They still can't get the faces perfect, but everyone else, everything else looks real. Um, he'll say, Chris, he'll say, Dad. He'll say, Dad. Um, LeBron James is much better than Michael Jordan. I'm like, not, no way. There's no way. Michael Jordan used to play when he was sick and get 50 points. He was amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. LeBron is not better than, than, than MJ. Great to see you, MJ. Okay. All right, next up. Um, uh, Muhammad wrote here, a dear mentor, Chris, uh, happy new year uh, and your family. God bless you. Great to see you. And God bless you way, way more. And I, I'm kind of embarrassed and ashamed uh, that I, I got shingles um, in, in late December this year. Uh, because of stress, um, because that was me questioning my faith. You know, God already knows what's going to happen, which should put us all at ease. Things are never as bad as we think. Yeah. Um, and I started going to church again, too, uh, in person. Yeah. And it, it's it's so funny because um, one of my amazing students um, who graduated two years ago, her name is uh, Eileen Deo Gracias. And she's got the most beautiful last name. She's from Atlanta, the Philippines originally. So Deo Gracias is Spanish for uh, thank God. And it's so prophetic because um, her buddy growing up in the Philippines is my priest now. And she told me about that. And that actually got me to go back to church. Okay. Um, and uh, there, there's a great picture uh, I want to show you uh, right here. Yeah. So I, I sent a, a, a video to her. Uh, is, is well, I shouldn't have done this in church, but I don't care, I'll show you. I'll, I'll show you, Let's see if it works. Yeah. So, so I was in the back row, so I, so I sent this to her. And that's Dylan and I, don't do that in church, folks, yeah. 
Uh, and then um, she said, oh my God, our worlds just collided because she met with the priest in that exact seat. Um, and, and here's the priest. Uh, and, and I got a, a selfie with him as, as well, which of course I sent to, um, to Eileen Deo Gracias. The, the Lord works mysterious ways. But isn't that a wonderful story? Um, and it's, you know, I, of course I pray every day. Like every day I get up and the first thing I do is I thank God for 10 things in this order. Andrew, Matthew, Dylan, mom, dad, Jamie, Katie, Elizabeth, my brother and sisters. And I reverse that order. Katie and Elizabeth, I promise you every now and then. Uh, and then uh, Andrew, Matthew, Dylan, mom, dad, Jamie, Katie, Elizabeth, Christine, my wife, of course. Oh my God, she comes first. And my students, you. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, go, but going to church is, is different. I'm not going to get all nutty religious on you. There's one God we all believe in. Yeah, but thank you, Eileen. Thank you. Okay, um, uh, next up, The Pursuit of Greatness. Oh, what a wonderful name. The Pursuit of Greatness wrote, it's important to be a, a technocrat. Is it important to be a technocrat uh, to start a technology company? I don't know what technocrat means. I mean like a, a techie specialist. Let, let me do a search here. Okay, technocrat, what does that mean? Okay, an exponent. Dude, sometimes I look up the freaking in the dictionary and I have to actually look up these words too. Okay, so it means you, you know a lot of stuff about, about tech. Um, I, I don't think so. Um, you know, for, for example, uh, Steve Jobs, he wasn't a techie at all. He wasn't a programmer. He was a br brilliant uh, visionary marketing person and salesperson. And so he found uh, his yin yang, which was uh, Steve Wozniak. And you gotta find your Woz as well if you're not a techie. And Wozniak was, was, was a techie. So you don't have to be a techie to start a great tech company. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. Um, uh, next up, uh, Mighty Men, like the mouse, wrote, um, here I come to save the day. Wrote, hello, Chris, uh, still too expensive. I'm so sorry about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and, and then uh, uh, next up, Mighty Men said, uh, I will take the degree if I can do three payments of $500. Uh, can you do that? For the gold version. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. S send a message to support at haroonventures.com. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. And I do have a staff I have to pay as well. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Okay. Um, uh, next up, uh, Hui wrote, uh, hey, Chris, are you planning to produce any courses in 2022? Oh, yeah. A ton. A ton. Yeah, yeah. And last year on Udemy, for example, um, I increased the number of hours of content in courses, meaning that I published on Udemy last calendar year by 100%. So in my first five years of teaching on Udemy in 2016, 17, 18, 19, 21, or 15 to 20 or so, whatever it was, uh, I did an X number of hours. Last year, I doubled it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to be doing tons. Uh, I love it. I love creating. So I'm going to be doing a bunch of fun stuff. The complete real estate course, maybe a course on sales as well. Uh, I'm still doing the analytics on the total addressable market for it. Um, I'm also going to be doing uh, one. I decided actually the other day that I love Excel. I love Excel. And when I create Excel content, I feel like an artist, a crappy Bob Ross artist. And I have a blank palette whenever I open Excel spreadsheet. So I'm going to create the complete Microsoft Excel course. And I'm going to teach you programming this year as well, meaning Visual Basic for applications and, and macros. Um, 
I know I haven't used macros in the past, but I love programming. I cut my teeth in business on programming back in the 90s um, where I was a, a coder on Java. I did JavaScript as well. Visual Basic, COBOL, I am that old on mainframes, um, as well as a bunch of other programming languages, C++, which I hated. Yeah. But I'm going to do that this year. I'm going to start teaching tech stuff too. It's fun for me. And I'm going to start teaching business intelligence and dashboarding as well. I'm going to get back to my roots. That's what I want to do. Kind of like a rock and roll band. They're like, okay, create all this content. Let's get back to our roots. I'm going to get back to my roots, which is tech. Yeah. It's fun for me. Yeah. And I kind of got back to my roots when I did that cryptocurrency course thing as, as well. Yeah. All right. Um, damn, now that I said that Excel thing, I have to make it happen. Okay. It, it's going to be fun. It's going to be an absolute joy and pleasure for me to do it. Um, yeah. And I only teach stuff that's fun for me. Like I remember years ago, I started creating the complete management course and I just wasn't into it. And I scrapped it after a week because it felt like work. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, uh, next up, E Pronto from Toronto. Uh, God bless you wrote, uh, in your opinion, uh, how is a consulting business different uh, from a product-based business? Um, yeah, and you got a couple other questions, yeah. So um, consulting is services-based, as we know. And the way I'm going to answer this question is differentiated, so it appeals to everybody on this webcast. If you're not sure what to do in business, okay, and you're, you're younger, you just graduated, whatever, um, I want you to work in what's called an origination role, where you make the product, okay, and if you don't enjoy making the product, you can get a job selling the product or marketing the product. For example, investment banking. You make the product, right? Which is the IPO or M&A strategy. And if you hate it, well, it's easy for you to get a job selling the product or trading the product on a trading floor. The next example is, is this. You work in technology. You get a programming job, which is creating the product. And if you hate programming and creating the product, you understand the product though now. You can move on to sell or manage the product. And the last example is consulting. In consulting, you're creating the corporate strategy. Okay. And if you do that consulting job, creating the, the, the service, right, the, uh, the, the corporate strategy, and you hate it, that's okay. Because once you create a product, it's easy for you to move on to sell the product or market the product or work in operations of the product, that sort of thing. So that's how I would answer that, that question. Yeah. Um, but it, consulting is kind of like I did it. I worked at Accenture, Accenture, great company. Sorry for my, my bad joke there. Awful dad humor. Uh, I, I worked there years ago and I loved it because I was kind of creating like code and stuff. It felt good. Uh, and then um, they kind of moved me up to a less junior role, kind of managing people a bit, whatever. And it was just kind of boring for me because I wanted to create. I don't want to just manage. I want to create. I want to build. Um, so, yeah. But it, it kind of helped me to find my passion as well, experimenting and consulting as well. And you guys can start your own consulting firms. There's over 100,000 consulting firms in the United States. Yeah. Anybody can do it. You can go to Upwork.com or Fiverr.com, F-I-V-E-R-R.com, and sell your consulting services. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, e. Pronto also wrote, how relevant uh, is your entrepreneurship portion uh, in the MBA program uh, compared to consulting? Uh, I was let go uh, just before the holidays thinking of a consulting firm. Yeah, I'm so sorry that happened to you. Um, it happened to um, one of my favorite students. Um, he, and I'll never say who it is, but he reached out to me uh, yesterday uh, and, and he said he, he was let go. Um, and, and I told him, don't worry. I've been let go. We've all been let go. You're not a real person if you haven't been let go. Michael Bloomberg was let go. And so he got revenge by creating his financial empire, Bloomberg. Robert Redford, the great actor who's not acting anymore, breaks my heart. He's the guy that created Sundance as well, festival. Um, he, he was let go from an oil company. Oprah was let go. J.K. Rowling was let go. A lot of people were let go. It's okay, man. It, because you might not understand this right now, E. Pronto from Toronto. You might not understand this right now. But years from now, you might look back and say, thank you, God, for guiding me down a different path. Because with frustration comes breakthrough. It's true. And, and a lot of times people get let go because they're too damn good at what they do. And your insecure boss feels threatened by you or somebody else in the company does. And so basically you're like, WTF, you know, why the face? I got let go because I was adding too much value. And my, uh, my manager thought that he hired or she hired uh, their assassin. <sighs> Channel that frustration, embrace it, and let me help you. Okay? I want you to sign up for my MBA program for free. Okay? So I'll give you gold for free, just you. So send me a message, E Pronto from Toronto, and I'm going to work with you. Okay? Um, uh, send me a message at support at haroonventures.com. Okay? I'll work with you. Don't worry. Okay? Yeah, yeah, and, and so my, my role as your humble teacher is I'm like a waiter, okay? And this is where I proposed to my, my wife, Christine, in, in Paris. She said yes. But I'm a waiter, your humble waiter. And when you go to a restaurant, order souffle 20 minutes early, by the way. But when you go to a restaurant, you can look at the whole menu, but you only order a couple items. And that's how I teach. I expose you my MBA program, which you'll get for free, Pronto from Toronto, to all the careers out there, okay? And then you can pick whatever career you're most passionate about. Yeah. I can't wait to work with you, brother. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So, yeah, in the MBA program, we cover uh, the following things. Um, entrepreneurship, okay, for starting a company, which is part of the, uh, the venture capital boot camp. I think my hair light's a little bit too bright today. Um, and my hair is getting too long getting a haircut on, on Saturday. We cover entrepreneurship. We also cover sales, marketing, and communications. Uh, we cover economics, management, and strategy. And this is the, that's the consulting part of the strategy portion. We cover finance and accounting. And we also cover personal growth, where I teach you how to be much more productive every single day. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to working with you, brother. Okay. And don't worry, don't worry. And I'm going to get all philosophical here, but, uh, and I think I mentioned this in my speech uh, that I showed you guys earlier. Um, there's the book of Job uh, fr from, from the Old Testament, um, which is, you know, the, the, the basis for many great religions about this dude that, you know, kind of 
couldn't find his way and had a lot of failures in life. And years later, he was grateful to God for sending him down a different path in life. Don't worry. I'm here for you. We're all here for you. And all your MBA classmates love you. I love you. And we're all going to work together. And this is going to be a fucking amazing year. Okay? All right. And my son Dylan heard me swear for the first time uh, the other day. Um, he was down with his buddies uh, at a Starbucks uh, and he called me and, and he said, Dad, there's this guy here that I'm, I'm scared. So I called the police, got a police escort, went in uh, to the Starbucks and the police helped out. Uh, and I, I saw the guy and I said, you come near me and I'll fucking end you. Sorry for swearing. Violence is never the answer. However, with my son, Andrew, he was bullied like I was uh, in school years ago. Uh, and he said, Dad, this, this guy is pushing me and stuff. And I said to him, when he's really young, I said, Andrew, if somebody pushes you, I want you to first of all say, hey, don't push me. And if they push you again, I want you to push back harder. hate when people bully my kids or my students. Yeah. And in my MBA program on the first day in orientation, you'll see on Monday, January 10th, the only rule I have is there's a no bullying policy because everybody's opinions are meant to be heard and we're all family and we're all in this together. I've never had an issue with the 1,000 students I've had in my MBA program over the past couple of years. Okay. I think 600 of those are, are from my uh, silver program, but I've never had a problem. Um, yeah. And I hate bullies. And the vlog I'm most proud of is called uh, Thank You Corporate Bullies. Do a search on my YouTube channel on that. Yeah. I've got to show it to you. I'm going to go off script here. I don't care. Give, give me a second, guys. All right. Hold on one second. I'm going to show this to you quickly. And I'll do it without me uh, in, the, in the corner. Here we go. Yeah. Okay, good. So I'm going to go here to uh, YouTube. Actually, I'm going to go to my, my homepage and show this to you because I'm very proud of it. This is my 1,000th block uh, bully. Here it is, my 1,000th block. I'm going to show this to you quickly. I'll take a quick break. If you bully people at work, meaning if you're a corporate bully, then I want you to keep watching this. Otherwise, don't watch... If you bully people at work, meaning if you're a corporate bully, then I want you to keep watching this. Otherwise, don't watch the rest of this vlog. It's going to be out there today. But for you, the corporate bully, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for being such a jerk. And by the way, you peaked in high school and you're so insecure that you treat people poorly. I get it. I get it. You're really insecure. I understand. But you know what? In a bizarre way, and I think what you've done at work, treating people poorly is disgusting. But I think in a bizarre way, I want to thank you because you've motivated the people that you've treated poorly to ah. quit and to join another company. I'm such an idiot. You guys wrote, you can't see it. Really? 
Oh, that sucks. It kills me. All right, hold, hold on one second, guys. I'm going to go here and, and see what's wrong. And I'm going to take you guys behind the scenes to show you how I monitor these things. I'm so sorry about that. All right, so I'm going to go here to uh, YouTube Studio. Okay. Sorry about that, guys. All right. And I'll go here to content. Live. And I'm going to go here to see here what is going on with my stream here. Hold on a second, guys. Oh, it was working. You should be able to see it. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll do it again. Hold on one second, guys. Hold on. And um, as I show this to you, I'm going to take a quick break. So I hope, hope you guys don't mind. So I'll stay in the corner here with you, but I'll show you anyway. So let me go here to my vlog and it should work. If you bully people at work, meaning if you're a corporate bully, then I want you to keep watching this. Otherwise, don't watch the rest of this vlog. It's gonna be out there today. But for you, the corporate bully, I wanna thank you. I wanna thank you for being such a jerk. And by the way, you peaked in high school and you're so insecure that you treat people poorly. I get it, I get it, you're really insecure, I understand. But you know what? In a bizarre way, and I think what you've done at work, treating people poorly is disgusting, but I think in a bizarre way, I wanna thank you. Because you've motivated the people that you've treated poorly to quit and to join another company, or you've motivated them to start their own companies. You see, Frustration in business can be a beautiful thing. And I say it with love in my heart. Because if you're frustrated at work because you're treat, being treated poorly, and I've been treated poorly many times before, then that forces you to get outside your comfort zone and get a better job. Or better yet, start your own company. If I can be resourceful in any way helping you start your own company, please let me know. Thank you. Not the bullies, just the people who are being bullied like I was. Thank you. All right. Thank you, everybody, for your, your, your patience with me. I have the most patient students and an even more patient wife. All right. Okay. You'd think, man, I've done thousands of hours online. I'd still wouldn't make mistakes, but hey, man, the older I get, the better I was. Okay. All right. Give me a second here, folks. All right. Um, uh, Ali wrote here, uh, Chris, uh, thank you, Christina. Uh, Christina is my Google. Yeah, she always knows. Uh, so uh, Ali wrote here, Chris, I can relate to the lack of deep sleep. My mind wanders a lot when I'm trying to sleep and it sucks. Sometimes I dream I'm in a movie. Oh, I love this. And I have to figure out uh, the next scenes. Uh, very stressful. Oh, I, I hope. Yeah. And then you wrote, the day you figure out how to have great sleep, please share. I, I will, Ali. I, I, I will. I will. Uh, I take this product called Simply Sleep, uh, made by Tylenol. Uh, it's, it's like melatonin. I'm trying to get off of that, though. Uh, that, that might be the, the, the reason. Another reason I'm doing a lot of research on deep sleep uh, is because um, um, you don't do enough uh, exercise. Now, I get my 20,000 steps a day. I've overdone it to the extent I've lost too much fat. I'm trying to put on fat now. I know it's a weird thing to say. Uh, but but I have to do more weights, which is what I'm doing this year, which really releases endorphin. It's like a free version of Prozac. I love it. Uh, 
Uh, and so I'll be, I'll be doing that a lot more, which should help uh, with, with my, my sleep. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, no, but my, I, it's, it's terrible, man. Like I really don't get enough, uh, a deep sleep. Uh, and so that's what this aura ring thing is supposed to monitor. Yeah. Oh, it's brutal. Yeah. I get seven and a half, eight hours. I get tons of, of REM, um, but, but not enough deep sleep, which is a problem, which I'll fix somehow. And once I figure it out, I'll tell you. Thanks. Yeah. Um, but in, in terms of dreams, like, dude, sometimes I'll have these dreams that will give me great ideas. And you, you got to document your dreams if it's a good idea when you wake up because you quickly forget about them. And so, for example, Paul McCartney, God bless him. Um, he, uh, um, I, I saw him in concert in 2018 here with, I brought my son Dylan. It was amazing. Yeah. Um, but Paul McCartney, uh, when he was in concert, he was talking about dreams and how that inspired him a lot for his music. And a lot of his best music he ever wrote was right when he was falling asleep, like just when you're starting to fall asleep, you get into this different zone. And, and sometimes he would try to wake himself up to, to write down uh, the beats, okay, the music. And one time he had this dream in the late 1960s. And his mom, God, God bless her, passed away when, when Paul was a teenager. And so what Paul did in the late uh, 60s when he was in his later 20s, uh, what he did was he went to sleep and he was stressed out because the Beatles were thinking of breaking up and stuff. And they had problems with, with Apple, the, the, not the computer company, their, their production company. Uh, and he was sleeping. And his mother, his mother's name is Mary, prophetic, huh? And she came to him in a dream. And she said, don't worry. And he made a song about it. And the lyrics are as follows. When I find myself in times of trouble, Mother Mary comes to me, speaking words of wisdom. Let it be. There will be an answer. Let it be. And basically what that's saying is, don't worry. God is watching out for you especially when it comes to your career. Things will work out. And quite often what kills us, as Winston Churchill said, and Dale Carnegie said, it's not work, it's worry. And Winston Churchill met a man on his deathbed. And Churchill said, I met a man on his deathbed, and he talked about all the worries he had in his life, none of which came true. Let it be. Don't worry. And, I, and this is just Chris talking to Chris. But if I over-worry, it means I'm questioning my faith. I don't want to question my faith. Okay. Um, next, Hey, Fred, how are you, man? Fred Mendoza, one of my wonderful Platinum students. And I think you sent me an email yesterday. Sorry, I didn't respond. I got a lot of messages. God bless you. I miss you. Great to see you here. So Fred is from uh, Baltimore. Uh, he works in the healthcare industry. He's passionate about real estate investing as well. He's got his own real estate company. He also knows a hell of a lot about options and he beta tested all my option stuff last year. And I'm eternally grateful for your support uh, as well for your tutelage. And thank you. And great to see you. Great to see you. And Fred is a great salesperson just being himself. He's really easy to get along with as well. I miss you and great to see you again. All right, next up, I got Jason Edwin, uh, who wrote, uh, uh, thanks for the effort, Chris. Uh, looking forward uh, uh, to Monday. Thank you, and, I, and I'm looking forward to it as, as well. Yeah. Um, uh, next up, um, uh, Ali wrote here, I can't wait to one day upgrade to Platinum. Uh, really, really need your help uh, with my plans for, for the future. Yeah. And once I figure out Ali how to sleep gooder, uh, I'll let you know as, as well. 
Um, I'm going to be really pushing the goalpost out this year when it comes to biohacking and sleep. Yeah. Something i got to figure out and something the Internet of Things devices like this can help me with. Yeah. All right. Next up, Zishan wrote, uh, how was your experience uh, in, in India, Chris? Uh, oh, hold on a second. Somebody wrote here, I think the volume went down. Is it me or is it for everyone else? It might have. Let me, let me see here. Check, check. If it's for everybody else, let me know. I, I step back a bit, but tell me and, and I'll fix it. Um, only write if you have issues with the volume and I'll fix it. Thanks for the feedback. Bhavik, great to see you, brother. And it was such an honor meeting you, Bhavik. Bhavik is from India originally. Uh, he's a 905er, same area code as me growing up. He lives in Mississauga um, uh, in Canada. And he came down here uh, for graduation. Um, and he actually got up and gave this impromptu speech. It was the best speech of the day. It was unbelievable. Uh, and he got up there uh, and he gave a speech and he talked about believing in himself uh, and his life uh, journey so far. And it was incredibly inspiring, man. It was like a freaking TEDx talk without any uh, any preparation. You inspire me, Balak. It was a pleasure meeting you. And it was so awesome to give you a big hug as well. And I'm looking forward to meeting you again uh, at this next graduation event or alumni event in, in December. Yeah. Okay. And Mark wrote, we can hear you. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. And the best George Bush Jr. speech, I'm going to piss people off here, uh, was uh, at 9-11 uh, when he was down uh, at the Twin Towers um, the day the event happened or day after whatever. He was down there with all the firefighters and he was giving a speech and he went off script. And you got to go off script and speak from your heart. Okay. Just like Ronald Reagan did when he said, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. But what, Ronald, what uh, George Bush Jr. did was he's given a speech and he had his arm around a fireman. It was awesome, right at ground zero at 9-11 in all the rubble. And he's given a speech. You know, America was attacked and all, all that stuff. It's awful. Uh, you know, we're, we're, our thoughts and prayers are with the families living in New Jersey, Connecticut, New York State, etc. And then one of the workers yelled, we can't hear you, George. And George turned to him with his microphone thing. He said, I can hear you. And soon, the people that did this are going to hear from America. And everyone went nuts. It was awesome. Just as good as, as Big Papi's speech uh, in Boston after that terrorist event at Fenway Park. Okay. All right. All right. So Zishan said, how was your, your experience uh, in, in India? It, it was amazing. And, and you haven't lived until you visited India. And a lot of people, they, they love Indian food, myself included. And we go to Indian restaurants all over the world. And one of my neighbors here where I live in Hillsborough, he has this company called Curry Up Now, which are food trucks with awesome Indian food. But a lot of people go to these great Indian restaurants all over the world. And, you know, they'll order tandoori chicken, naan bread, and all this great stuff, tikka masala. But they don't order dosa. And dosa is the best food on the planet. And so your question is, how was your trip to India? Well, one of my memorable uh, meals there my most memorable meal ever was when I was, uh, you're going to laugh at this, when I was in Mumbai and Delhi, I went to the airport and I went to Punjabi Grill and I ordered a dosa for the first time. Oh my God. It was, it, it's like eating a Krispy Kreme donut for the first time the second it comes out of the oven. It was just magic in your mouth. It was incredible. So I, 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 I loved it. And what was probably more important for me uh, when I went to India uh, was when um, uh, the car picked me up at the airport and took me to Four Seasons in Mumbai. Um, and we drove through the slums in Mumbai. 
And Mumbai has like 25 million people. A lot are very wealthy, but there's millions of, of people that live in the slums. And that changed me, that little detour, because I saw people in, in the slums. And I've never seen so many happy people in my life. It really changed me. Yeah, and so there's this peace in your heart you feel when you visit India. And I will be visiting it again very soon. Yeah, I love India. World's largest democracy as well. I think it's the most important country in the world. Okay, for geopolitical reasons too. I'm not gonna go there, I'll stop now. Okay, but y'all know I'm a capitalist. Uh, and then Zishan wrote, uh, I'm also doing your, your cryptocurrency course on, on Udemy. Uh, studying from you seems super easy, thank you. Uh, I've never came across anyone who can teach as entertaining as you. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. That's a, that's a big, um, that's a compliment. Thank you. Thank you. And I, um, I remember when I was a kid, it, it comes from frustration too, guys. Like, like when I was a kid, I had, um, they thought I had a learning disability many times. And I remember my mom, um, I haven't really talked about this one, but um, when I was younger, um, my, I couldn't read and stuff. And so what my mom did, uh, I love mommy so much, love you mama, um, is she, she sewed this puppet called Miss Finnegan. And uh, this puppet uh, would teach me how to read and then give me a cookie. Thanks for treating me like a dog, mom. Okay. Would give me a cookie whenever I got the words right. And it was 1977, the Star Wars movie came out, maybe it was a year or two after that. And my mom bought a, a Star Wars book uh, and I read it with her. Um, but they thought I had learned disability in school, you know? Um, yeah, um, and, and, and it happened again, the sixth grade and the eighth grade, they wanted to, to fail me. Um, and they sent me this learning disability, this learning disability center. Oh, I'm supposed to end the call. Um, screw it, let's keep going, we'll make it a marathon session. I don't have to do any one-on-one -on -one stay with students anyway. But they wanted to fail me, eh? And, and, and they wanted to, uh, uh, they thought I had a learning disability in the sixth and the eighth grade. And uh, what happened was I was just not passionate about what I was doing. And so my dad did something. I had the best parents, man. They used to yell at the teachers the best. Um, they deserve to be yelled at. Uh, my, my dad did something that changed my life. He, he bought an Apple computer for the house, the house. And I started using it. And my grades went through the roof because I love to create using technology. I felt like an artist with, with a palette. It, it was just, it was fun for me. Um, and so once you find your passion in life, you'll be incredibly good at it and very productive too. And so like here in Silicon Valley, we always say the difference between an average engineer and a great engineer is 10X performance wise. Because a great engineer or software developer doesn't have a job, they have a passion and it's fun. It's like a video game. And it's my goal to help my students find their passion as well. And that's what I'll do. I'll help you with that. And I'm gonna take my steps here with my jacket on and my Lululemon track pants, which you can't see. Let me get my steps in here. Okay, and if, if you have a treadmill, uh, please get your steps in with me. We'll exercise together. Okay, yeah. And then I took a course, I remember at, at McGill University, um, an accounting course, and, and I got a D. So why the hell, Chris, are you teaching us accounting then? Well, I, I got a D because I wasn't passionate about it and I was memorizing stuff instead of trying to understand. I'm gonna use WD-40 here on this. Uh, it's, it's squeaking a bit. I was trying to memorize accounting 
instead of uh, um, uh, understanding it. And so I took it again and I got a little bit better in a D because I tried to understand it. When I teach, I try to make it, I use a lot of props and stuff so you can understand and enjoy stuff as well. Um, so anyway, I teach differently. Yeah. All right. Uh, and give me uh, one second here, guys. All right. Um, uh, next. And, oh, this year, uh, for those of you that have bought the MBA program in the past, um, if you go to your the curriculum and you scroll down to the end of semester four in FA 4-4, that means finance and accounting, semester four, class four, I added 30 hours of new content, uh, which is how to invest in options. And I used a gazillion props for that as well um, to make it fun, because if it's not fun teaching, it's going to suck. Just like anything you do in business. If you don't enjoy it, you won't reach your full potential. So think differently. Just be yourself and be creative too. All right. Uh, next, I'm Ufidal. How are you, man? What's going on, brother? I wrote, hey, Chris and MBA friends. Happy New Year. It was great meeting you all in person. It was a pleasure meeting you as well. Yeah. Uh, I hope to attend future events. Thank you, Christina and Matt, for all your efforts. Awesome. Awesome. And it was optional wearing masks. Obviously, everyone, I told everyone, wear a mask if you want to. Um, and so I, I, I took mine off. <clears throat> and then <clears throat> my wife made me get a COVID test afterwards. I, we're, no, we had it. We're fine. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure I just upset people there, but I don't care. All right. Uh, this is Chris being Chris. All right. Next up, uh, Darren wrote, uh, hi, Chris. Uh, do cryptocurrencies follow the same economic leading indicators uh, as the stock market? So I, I would say that, so there's a concept of beta, okay? And, and beta basically means um, how volatile a stock is relative to other stocks. And so really risky companies have high betas. And when the market's doing really well, risky stocks with high betas go up more than the market and vice versa. And so cryptocurrencies, think of them as having a beta of three, which is impossible, but... Um, just very volatile. So if the market goes up a lot and interest rates stay low, people want to buy speculative asset classes like cryptos uh, and NFTs, which I think is really overdone. Yeah, that's what I would say. Yeah. Okay. All right, now, Eric, how are you? Eric is uh, one of my wonderful uh, uh, students from the Netherlands. He graduated, um, he's from Europe. Yeah, he graduated two years ago. And Eric, God bless you for that wonderful video you made. Uh, that, that Christina shared with all of us uh, at, um, oh, shoot, I have a one-on-one -on -one right now. Oh, sorry, Christina, you're the best. I have to jump. I got, I got a one-on-one -on -one with a student. Let me see if the, if the student actually showed up, okay? Hold on, hold on one second. If not, um, I'll keep doing this because this is fun for me. Um, Eric, thank you so much for, for, show, for doing that video uh, with the day one, not one day shirt uh, as, as well. God bless you, brother. At, at the graduation event, you touched my heart, man. And I want to meet you in person um, as well, of course. All right, so I'm going to go to my calendar. Wait, give me one second, guys. Sorry. All right, so I'll go to this calendar. Right, Jess. Okay, here. And if anybody's interested in the gold or platinum MBA um, and you want to talk to me, uh, what you can do is just go to um, go to uh, Haroon Education, HaroonEducation.com. Uh, and what you can do is click here to set up a Zoom call with me today uh, or, or tomorrow, whatever. 
uh, to discuss it. Yeah, uh, I'll probably take that down soon. All right, so what I'm gonna do right now is um, I'm gonna go and see if my student is there right now. Uh, if so, I'll, I'll end this. If not, I'll keep doing this. This is fun for me. Launch Zoom. All right, give me one second, guys, sorry. All right, hold on a second. If the student's here, I'll have to wrap up the call. Oh, I don't know why this happens. Give me a second, guys, sorry. Calendar. Okay. Sorry, guys, give me a sec. I'm the host, so I gotta log in, that's why, okay. Don't look at my password. <laughs> it's kind of like when you go to a bank machine and you enter in your pin and your buddy looks away and you're like, dude, I trust you. All right, let me see if, if anyone's here. Okay, good. I'm not, not good, but this, the person's not here. So what I'll do is I'll keep doing this until the person shows up. And if not, we'll keep doing this marathon session here. Thank you, Christina. I'm telling you, Christina is my Google. Okay, so Rajesh is supposed to be here at 11.30. I don't see Rajesh, so I'm gonna continue this call. All right, so I'll go back here. Okay, and I'll keep Zoom on in the background just to monitor that. All right, let's move on here. Thank you. Okay. So Eric wrote, uh, uh, hi, Chris, happy new year. Uh, it started with me uh, promised to get an offer next week for a Japanese pharmaceutical. Uh, thanks to the NBA also. They applauded the career shift and resilience. Awesome. And that's right up your alley too, brother, because you used to work at Bristol Myers, right? Plus you had some experience at a certain company in Cupertino I couldn't mention before. Apple, of course, congrats. Your money, dude. You're so money. I'm happy for you. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's great. That's great. I remember I used to invest in a Japanese pharmaceutical company called Takeda, which makes generic versions of, of drugs. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, great to see you, man. Great to see you. Yeah, and thanks again for that wonderful speech you give. You inspire me, brother. And Eric was my first MBA student ever to publish a book. He published a book in early January of 2020. And uh, the, the book is called Ego Trip. It's wonderful and, and awesome. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Uh, next up, uh, Alan wrote, uh, hey, Chris, I'm considering getting into technology sales. Uh, what are your thoughts uh, on these career options? I want to have a business later on, uh, but I want to learn sales first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I would do is, um, if you can, get a job at Oracle, ticker O-R-C-L. They're headquartered here in the Bay Area in Redwood City. Actually, they're, they're moving to Texas now. Don't mess with Texas because the left coast here, taxes are too high. Um, and, and at Oracle, um, it's kind of a, it's a bit problematic because there, there are a lot of type A people there, um, but you learn how to sell. And that's why so many successful entrepreneurs start their careers at Oracle. For example, Mark Benioff, who started uh, Salesforce.com. He was the youngest vice president in Oracle history before he launched Salesforce in 1999, right? You also have David Duffield. Uh, you have Tom Siebel, who basically pioneered the customer relationship marketing uh, management uh, sector and the who's who in tech. More people come out of Oracle to start companies than any other tech company in the world, including IBM. Yeah, so I, I would start at, 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 at Oracle because if you can sell a, a, a virtual concept uh, like cloud software and get people excited about it, then dude, 
You could sell anything. Okay. All right. Um, oh, Satones. Mark Satones wrote, uh, Happy New Year, brother. Great to see you, man. So Mark is from Detroit. Um, great guy. Uh, and Mark is starting a company um, that actually mines rare minerals on asteroids. I think it's so long-term focused. It reminds me of Dune. Um, it's amazing. Or that TV show, Foundation. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And people, people kind of looked at Elon Musk funny when he was younger. And he said, uh, I want to colonize Mars. At first, they think you're crazy, meaning Elon Musk. Then you get a little bit of success. And they call you crazy genius. Then you get a ton of success and you're just genius. And everything you say is just prophetic and genius. A lot of the stuff that Elon Musk writes on Twitter, if anybody else wrote it, people are like, oh my God, that's crazy. But it's Elon, like, oh my God, it's so brilliant. Okay. And I'm looking here and my 1130 hasn't shown up. All right. So I assume Rajesh is not going to show. That's okay. Uh, next up, I've got uh, Tefadzwa uh, at 1150. If, if he doesn't show up, I'll keep doing this. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, and then Drequim wrote, uh, uh, Sir, Chris, please. Uh, we want to know, uh, where do you think Bitcoin is going uh, this year? I, I don't know. Do I own it? Yes. Will I ever sell it? No. You know, I publicly disclose I own four cryptos and have for years. I own Bitcoin, a ton of Ethereum, okay. uh, Litecoin, and, and Ripple. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, if, you, if you can tell me what you think the Federal Reserve will do the United States or the Bank of, 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 uh, of England or the European Central Bank or the Minister of Finance in Japan, if you tell me what those four aforementioned bodies are going to do when it comes to interest rates, then I can tell you how Bitcoin's going to do. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next question is, is from Mark. Uh, who, Mark, I, Mike, Mark, you always have to type to me in caps. Like you do. I, I love it. It makes me smile because I remember my grandfather. He used to type emails to me in caps. God bless you, Gramps. I miss you, brother. Uh, so Mark wrote, can you explain the difference between credit line and trade line? Yeah. Um, I don't know what trade line means, but a, a credit line or a line of credit uh, basically means uh, you can get a, an emergency loan if you need it. And so for any of you out there that are buying a house or an apartment and you're getting a mortgage, right at the last second, what I want you to do before you sign the paperwork, because the mortgage broker is hungry to get the sale, I want you to say this. I want you to say, if I sign this, can you give me a letter, a line of credit as well? And basically what that means is they'll give you this option to get a loan at a low interest rate um, if you ever need it in the future. And you can kind of use that as your life preserver, so to speak, uh, if you ever need access to it. Or you can do what Christina Hong did uh, and Christian uh, Hong, or her wonderful husband. Um, you can actually use a line of credit when you buy a house uh, in order to renovate the house too. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, next up I've got here. Uh, Drekium wrote, uh, uh, Sir, did anyone tell you how much of a gem of a person you are? I love your smile. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. I, spot, I used to have massive dimples. Yeah. That's, I still do, I think. 
but these lines are kind of hiding it a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Next up, uh, Greg Harrison wrote, wonderful platform you've created to allow people from as far away as New Zealand to be able to share uh, in your wisdom and infectious enthusiasm. Wish you all and fellow NBA participants a great 2022. Awesome, awesome. Thank you. Thank you. And somebody sent me a message recently about New Zealand and they're a student of mine um, and the All Blacks. The All Blacks is the wonderful rugby team uh, from, uh, from, from New Zealand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and, and I think that was you. Let me actually check. I'll do a search here, but I won't show you guys the search. Yeah. All Blacks is the best. It's the it's like the New York Yankees, but a billion times better. I'm going to search here. I'll search for All Blacks. It was you. It was you, Greg. That's right. And I did respond. I, I said, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Very cool. Very cool. You wrote here a tiny bit about me. Um, I, is I'm a huge rugby lover. Uh, go, go all blacks, and a movie lover is as well. Awesome, Greg. Okay, good. It was you, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to, to partnering with you this, this year, and I think you're you're in the platinum program as, as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're, you're gold right now. Okay, gotcha. That's cool. Awesome, man. I'm looking forward to partnering with you. Excellent. Great to see you. Okay. Um, Next up, Christina wrote, Professor Chris, so sorry to hear that you're recovering from shingles. I uh, hope you're all better now. Stress is the worst. Yeah, it's my fault. Uh, I shouldn't, uh, I took on a lot. And thank you, Christina. If it weren't for you, it would probably been a lot worse. Um, just because I, I released a lot of courses at the same time as well as graduation. Uh, and I let the stress get to me a little bit. I, I should not have. I should not have. It's, it's disrespectful to my, my faith to, to be that way. But thank you. I, I am all better. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, but you could see when I was given the video, there was it's kind of red here. Um, one side, I can't remember what, what side. Anyway, whatever. Getting a haircut on Saturday. I need to. It's getting Bob Ross-ish. Yeah, I'm getting out of frame now too. Yeah. Okay. A mighty man said, "Awesome. Thank you very much. You're most welcome." Okay. Next up, we got James McDowell. How are you, James? My brother's name is James as well. Um, people call you call him Jimmy or Dr. J. He's a, a doctor, a radiologist like my dad, which means they fix radios. So uh, James wrote, uh, hi, Chris. Uh, I very much enjoy your cryptocurrency course. Thank you. I just wondered when or if you'll be doing an updated version since the initial done a few years ago and a lot has changed. Yeah, I revamped the whole thing last year, actually. My, my team did. So they, they, they did a lot of updates. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, aside from that, I don't usually update too much. Like whenever I make courses, I future-proof everything by recording in 4K. You saw the 1080 version. And what I do is I usually don't mention numbers because numbers change. Like sometimes you'll see in my MBA curriculum, you know, or even my options course, I'll say the size of the global derivatives market is this big. And I'll show a lower third because of course it's going to change. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, and then Drekrium wrote, uh, uh, thank you, God, for sending me in a different path of providing services to people in a small town. I love it. I love it. I love faith. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, 
and then Bob Grode here. Uh, welcome to the new year, 2022. Excited for new challenges. I'm feeling awesome after attending the graduation event. Dude, you inspired all of us, Bavik. I mean, you, you got up there and you gave this 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 epic speech uh, without any prep. I got to sneeze. I got to look at the light. Hold on. Put you on mute. Now I'm curious why we look at light in order to sneeze. Like there's got to be some some reason for it. Okay. Okay. And they used to say, God bless you after you sneeze, because in the Middle Ages, during the Dark Ages, if you sneezed, God bless you, it means there was a chance that, you know, you might have caught some rare disease or something. Maybe we look at the light because we're saying, dear God, please help me get this out of me. Who knows? Okay. Oh, oh here we go. Uh, CSS said, uh, Chris just dropped the F-bomb. Now I like it. Uh, strong character. Let's go, class of 2022. This is Javier. Javier, a pleasure to meet you. I'm looking forward to working with you. Yeah, yeah thank you. Yeah, sorry about that as well. The, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's like one that when I go to church, um, before I take communion, I, I always think about the Ten Commandments and I go through all of them in my mind, uh, saying sorry to God for all the things I've done wrong. Um, you know, one of them is, you know, don't take the Lord's name in vain. Um, and I think an offshoot of that is, uh, is, is swearing as well. I'm going to try to stop. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Greg wrote, uh, this led me to the MBA to fill my knowledge gaps. Awesome, dude. Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to, to partnering with you, dude. Yeah. And I think we have another a graduate from uh, New Zealand. I can't remember his name. He's from Indonesia, but two years ago he graduated. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, and then Drekium wrote, I, I think God works in a mysterious way, which at least I have an understanding. That's That means I have another meeting coming up. Hold on. Okay, I've got a Zoom meeting. Thank you, Christina. You're the best. It starts in five minutes. If this person doesn't show up, I'll keep doing this. I'm monitoring Zoom here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it, so so Drekium wrote, I think God works in mysterious ways, uh, which at least I have to understand properly. Uh, following the rabbit. Yeah. 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 And I remember I used to be terrified of public speaking. Um, and the way I ran to my fear was I, I got, I went to jail and I, I got a, a, a police, the police did a big background check on me so I could go into the prison system and help. And, um, it was through the church, St. Paul, the Vincent society, um, it wasn't, uh, this is not a religious thing I'm going to talk about. Maybe a little bit it will be. I don't know. We'll see. See where I go with this. Um, but I, I would go on Sundays and I would always target these, these, you know, 20 year old kids, uh, that had a deadbeat father. Uh, and these kids were in the wrong place at the wrong time. It could have been me. I could have been shackled unfairly for whatever reason, if I got caught when I was younger, whatever it was. Um, but I remember one week the, the, the priest didn't show up to jail. And so the, what happens is the priest, you know, does mass, whatever in, in jail. Uh, and so the warden yelled out to me, he goes, Heron, where's Chris Heron? And I said, well, present, present. Uh, and he said, uh, father Michael's not here. Uh, you're going to have to give mass. And I'm like, I'm a Eucharistic minister, but I have no idea how to do that stuff. It's pretty easy. All you do is just read a pamphlet, right? And so I got up there in front of, you know, 30 or so inmates in orange jumpsuits like this. Um, 
And, you know, one of them had a tattoo saying F you, like right here. It was kind of intimidating, very intimidating. And so I got up there in, in a room at the uh, McGuire Correctional Facility in Redwood City. And I just read the pamphlet, you know, the gospel. And what happens in, in religious services is after the priest or, or rabbi or whoever reads um, something from a religious text, then she or he gives a speech on something related to that. And so the gospel that day was something about um, confidence and faith. And so I had to wing it. And I was freaking terrified, man. And I told myself, if I'm ever going to confront and own my fear, as, as Dion Vernon says, one of my wonderful MBA students, I, I got to confront it right now. And I did. And what I said changed me and my ability to speak in public. I, I, I wrote this. Uh, I, I wrote, um, or I said this, sorry. I, I, I said to all the inmates, do you believe in God? And, you know, a bunch of them were like, yeah. And then I said, does God believe in you? And they were like, yeah. And then I said, well, if you don't believe in yourself, then maybe you're questioning your own faith. And then what happened was the inmates went, huh. All right. Oh, Eric, thank you. Uh, so, uh, uh, Greg, uh, uh, Greg Harrison. Uh, I'll remember your name because I'll think of George Harrison, one of my favorite Beatle. Um, so, so Greg from uh, uh, New Zealand. Eric just remind me the name of the person uh, from New Zealand that graduated. His name is uh, Valens uh, Sulaiman, and you could do a search on him on, on LinkedIn if you want to. Good guy. Yeah. And Valen sent me an email uh, saying, Chris, I don't understand. And great feedback. Thanks, Valens, if you're here. Uh, he's probably not because of time difference in New Zealand. But, but he sent me an email saying, Chris, I don't understand. I bought your MBA program two years ago, and you guys are still sending me emails about it. Uh, and so that's why I, I shut down all email communication for about two weeks, and I'm, we're changing things. Yeah. yeah. And if that happened to anybody else as well, I'm so sorry. And again, you can always unsubscribe from any of my emails. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. So uh, uh, next up, next up, um, uh, uh, E. Pronto wrote, I appreciate your generous offer, Chris. I completed the MBA Silver program last year and I loved it. Feel free to use me as, as a reference. Awesome. Well, I'm, look, I'm looking forward to getting to know you in the gold program for free this year. Yeah. So again, email support at uh, heroinventures.com. Yeah. Thanks. Okay. All right. So I've got a call at 1150 on my calendar, but the person didn't show up. I'm monitoring Zoom here. So let's just keep doing this, guys. Here we go. Okay. Uh, and Drekim wrote, uh, in, I'm an Indian here, sir. Uh, thank you from the whole of India. Dosa uh, is even my favorite. Cool. I love it. And so I go to a place called Raza, I think, here in, in Boring, Burlingame, where I live. Um, and I always order, if anybody's local, 
uh, I always order the, uh, the, the, the Bollywood, the Bollywood dosa. It, it's the best. I love it. I love it. It's so good. Yeah. I always order two of them. Yeah. And I get full after the first, but I just have to keep going. It's so good. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, next up, uh, Fred Mendoza. Uh, said, thank you for the kind words and wisdom, Chris. Um, you wrote, you forgot risk a manager very important who utilizes technical analysis. That's right. That's right. You do. And you've had that mentor as well that, that calls market peaks and, and troughs as well. Uh, and it was great talking to you. And I'm, I hope I didn't stress you out, brother, uh, when you were talking about the iron condor that guy told you to put on the trade. Um, I was worried for you because um, of, of the exposure you might have. Um, uh, you know, risk of assignment because you're writing options, uh, etc. But you you took care of it. But I care. Great to see you. Okay. Uh, and then Eric wrote, uh, I love you, Eric. I love all my students. Uh, Eric wrote, by the way, uh, how did you set up this, this great background? Yeah. So this here is actually, um, uh, it's called a fill light. Okay. So uh, basically, or a wash light. It's called a wash light, I think. Yeah. Uh, so I have this massive light behind me. Okay, it's it's like uh, six feet uh, six feet wide. Okay, um, and the wall behind me is is white. It looks kind of grayish now, but um, uh, I have this massive light behind me, six feet wide that shines up. Um, it was it was pricey but worth it. And so uh, I have all of these wires set up here. Last year I, I taught myself uh, after making mistakes on how to use a DMG. Or, or DMX lighting, sorry, uh, DMX lighting. Uh, and so uh, what I do is I, I use DMX lighting um, uh, to control all that stuff. And I label my, my DMX computer here. Uh, and, and so it's called a wash light. And I'm using a program that allows me to control all the lights as well. Um, and so here it is here. And initially I was going for that Apple look. Uh, and I know uh, Eric, you, you worked at, for, at Apple for a while there. But I was going for the Apple look with, with white in the, in the background. Whoops, I clicked the wrong button. I think I might have. Yeah, whoops, yeah. So I was going for that, that Apple look as, as well. So I, I played around with that with the colors. And you could change the colors too. There's so much you can do with it. I wanted the white Apple look. Um, I played around with, with yellow. I didn't really like that. Uh, pink, that's all right. Uh, purple. Um, and then, and then this, but I decided to go with, uh, the, the light, the bluish, um, because, uh, it's my favorite color, which is why it's part of my logo. See bluish there. Yeah. 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 So I just have fun with it. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, next up, uh, one wrote, uh, Hey Chris, uh, I'm Juan Carlos. Oh, I remember you. Uh, you wrote, uh, your student, uh, silver student from Ecuador. Uh, so far, I'm 8% done. Uh, you said you were in Cuba for a semester. Uh, how was your experience there? And then you wrote, thanks. Yeah, thank you for asking. So uh, in 1994, um, uh, right at, towards the end of my degree at McGill, uh, I went on exchange uh, in Cuba. Um, and uh, back then, Americans were not allowed to go to Cuba because of the embargo. Um, and a lot, a lot go through Mexico to get there now. But um, so I was there. It, it was amazing. Uh, it, it was incredible. Um, and so, uh, so many fond memories, but I remember, I remember getting like, at first they, I, I asked them about Fidel Castro and they're all political. All the people in my class are like, Oh no, he's a great leader. And then 
I got drunk with them a lot, Cuba Libras, and the best Cohiba cigars ever. Um, and after six weeks or so, they opened up to me. And I, I'll never forget, uh, we, were, we were just drinking. And, and when they drink there, actually, it's not Cuba Libra, which is rum and coke. Uh, they drink straight up uh, uh, rum, right, which is harsh. And I remember going to parties uh, there, and it was brutal because uh, they would smoke and they would rip off the filters uh, on cigarettes and just smoke. It was harsh, and, and, and the rum was harsh too. I remember that. Um, and I don't smoke unless I'm on fire. But I remember uh, one night we were really drunk, and I have no regrets. And, and I remember telling them, I said, well, let me tell you what's happening in America now. Um, and, and I think I mentioned the, uh, the, the Rodney King incident, which was this disgusting event when an African-American was beat up by a bunch of white police officers. It's amazing how things haven't changed. Um, and I was explaining that to them. And they said, no, 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 we, we know about that. And I said, well, how do you know about that? And they said, well, we, we saw it on, on American TV. I was like, dude, how is it Castro lets you watch American TV? They were like, it was on CNN. I was like, I don't understand. How? And so we, they, they said, come with us, we'll show you. And so we went up to this dilapidated apartment. And I remember we walked by the Russian embassy, which is kind of eerie, disgusting, Eastern, Eastern block type architecture. But um, I, I went up the fire escape to get to somebody's apartment. And um, we go in the apartment. And it was a tiny little apartment with like tons of people living there. It was the middle of the night and, and they turn on the television uh, and they showed me CNN. I was like, dude, how is it possible you have CNN? And they said, well, come with me, I'll show you. And so we went out in the fire escape again, went up to the roof, uh, which is dangerous, I guess, we were drinking. And they said to me, you know, the guys in my class, they said, you see that over there? I said, yeah, that's the uh, International Hotel in, H in Havana, so what? And they said, what's on top of it? And I said, it's a satellite dish. And then they pointed to the ground. And out of pots and pans, they made a satellite dish on the roof that pointed to that feed to intercept and get the feed. And I looked around and there's thousands of satellite dishes everywhere as our pots and pans, whatever. You know, very, very uh, highly educated workforce there too, 96% literacy, um, heavily subsidized by the Soviet Union back then, of course, uh, until, you know, Glasnost, Perestroika, communism failed like it always should and so that's how they got the feed which was interesting and then they told me yeah this happens all the time here in cuba like events like the rodney king incident so that's what really stuck out with me yeah but it was a, it was a great trip a great exchange program um and there was no women in my class it was all guys and they i don't know why they did that who knows i won't go there okay but I enjoyed it, man. And Cuba feels like if you want to go back in time and experience Miami in the early or late 1950s, that's what Cuba is because the embargo started in the early 60s under the Kennedy administration. And basically all these beautiful American cars from the 50s were there. And so they, they maintained them, kept them in great shape. You know, there's no snow or salt on the roads to destroy the cars so it feels like america back in time it was great and you see every now and then you know disgusting foreign cars like the ladas um which is a russian car yeah it was fun all right and let me see if this person showed up 
Okay, good. They didn't show up. Okay, cool. Great. Okay. Um, and then uh, next up, uh, ANJ wrote, I need a course learning how Chris learns, please. No, thank you. Uh, for me, it has to be, um, it has to be visual and entertaining. There's a reason why, you know, TikTok's a big deal and so is Pinterest, whatever. Um, the days of reading 3,000 word, you know, Vanity Fair editorials are over and it's, Vanity Fair is getting a little bit too left-wing for my tastes. Um, you know, less is more. And we're much more visual, uh, so to speak, as, as well. Okay. All right. Um, uh, uh, Swapneil uh, Swap wrote, um, uh, how do you evaluate the right DeFi uh, or decentralized finance protocols? Yeah. Uh, I recommend reaching out uh, to the number one expert on the planet uh, when it comes to DeFi and NFTs and blockchain, uh, which is Peyton Kalawahea. Do a search on Peyton Kalawahea. Reach out to him. He's a great guy. Yeah. He's one of my students, too. And Greg said that that was me, oh, the All Blacks. Very cool, man. Yeah. And when I went to uh, New Zealand, I remember I went to uh, I went to a Maori dance as well. Uh, it was one of those wonderful experiences with those those massive guys with with the tattoos in their face. And there's there's a woman actually I just read about this uh, who does uh, on the news now in New Zealand who has a like the first uh, uh, Maori tattoo on on the news. Yeah, she's a big deal there. Uh, and your prime minister is dope. She's great. Okay. All right. Uh, and AA Academy said, hello, Chris. I'm Asanja. Uh, I want to take your MBA. Oh, thank you. Well, if, you, if you're interested, you can go to uh, just my website and there's more details there. Thank you. Okay. Uh, and then Drekim wrote, um, uh, maybe I'm wrong, but I think Fed tapering money flow and increasing interest rates uh, there could be a chance for business to burn out because most of the products uh, will be costlier. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if inflation gets really out of hand, uh, the government will have to raise interest rates, which of course will have a negative impact on pricing. Yeah. It'll happen at some point. Yeah. But the difference between now and the early 1980s when interest rates and inflation was close to 20% is um, we've got price discovery through the internet, uh, which keeps prices in check. Yeah. It's like the Walmart impact in the 80s is much bigger now because the Amazon impact globally. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, and then uh, Drekim wrote, um, hold on a second. This will make the cycle start again for one or more years then the Fed uh, may start pouring money again uh, in, into the system. Yeah, through another QE or quantitative easing. Yeah, I have no idea what the future holds. Yeah. Uh, all I do know is if my favorite stocks go on sale, I'm a buyer. Because as Warren Buffett said, the New York Stock Exchange is the only store in the world where consumers sell stuff when it goes on sale. All right, I'm going to shut down um, Zoom in the background here, guess. All right. Actually, I will wrap up the call pretty soon. I've got a deadline for something i got to submit. Okay. All right. Um, and Eric wrote, uh, I have to go. I'll review the background setup later. Take care and thanks for everything. You're most welcome. It's great to see you, brother. Okay. And Raju wrote, uh, Morgan Haroon Sachs. That's right, MHS. 
my fictional money losing investment wank bank uh, from one of my courses years ago. Yeah. <laughs> you said rates must stay low. Yeah. 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 And actually, uh, there's a, a senior executive uh, who's really abrasive. He's kind of a jerk. And he looks exactly like me. Uh, his name is Gordon Lizard, not to be confused with Gordon Gecko. And he works at MHS. Uh, and apparently he's going to be on our first web class for Gold and Platinum students on Monday, January 10th. Um, I thought about canceling him on the show. Um, he's got this big Bob Hare Ross and everything, but, but I will bring him on. Okay. And, and I, I'll interview him actually uh, on Monday, uh, January 10th during our first class. Okay. Shameless plug. All right, so Janice wrote, uh, uh, hey, Chris, it's always awesome to watch your webcast. Thank you. Great to be, so good to be back. Yeah. Thursdays just didn't feel right for me in the past couple of weeks. I've never taken that much time off uh, from, from these webcasts. We're now in our fourth year of doing it. Uh, you wrote, it's always awesome to watch. Uh, great work. Thank you. Thanks for being here. It's only possible because of all of you. Um, do you have any advice on unsolicited job applications? Are there any special things to note? Yeah. So I don't think you should just apply for a job when you see a job opening. And the reason why I say that is because statistically it's proven that for every job opening you see online, your chance of getting a job there is one out of 250. So who gets that job? It's usually the person that knows somebody on the inside. So how do you know someone on the inside? Well, in the first month of my MBA program, it starts uh, on January 10th. Um, I teach you how to network on steroids. And I teach you how to get a lot of informational meetings with people at companies you want to work at. And I teach you how to ask them to help you get a job at the company as well. But you have to understand that people in business are motivated by three things. They want to make more money, or they want to get promoted faster, or they want to enjoy what they do more. And so if you can help them in one of these three areas, or two or three, then your chance of getting that job increased materially. And I teach you that in the first month of my MBA program. Serve others. Give and you'll receive. It's prophetic and it's been true since the beginning of time. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next up, Noel wrote, uh, Hey, Chris, uh, is blockchain and the metaverse-based uh, startups uh, valuable right now for investors? Yeah. <sighs> Whenever things get really frothy, like high valuations, my favorite investments are the ones that provide infrastructure to an industry. I'll explain what that means. So back in the gold rush in 1849, a lot of people moved west uh, to the west coast in California here to mine gold. And almost everybody found no gold. The people that made a fortune were the ones that sold pixes and axes. So if you can find companies that invest in the infrastructure that are profitable in the long run, those are the best investments. It's kind of like Coinbase. And I've been an investor in Coinbase and I've known about them forever since I met Fred Ursum, the founder, the confident founder. <laughs> we were, I think we overlapped at Goldman Sachs. He came to my office when I worked in BC years ago. Yeah, I've always loved investing in companies that make the pixels and the tools. Okay. All right. Um, but if you want to... <laughs> It's really hard from a metaverse perspective. Um, some people might say Adobe ticker ADBE, which we used to call Adobe, uh, might be a great investment just because they make all this three, these 3D tools uh, that I use, like Adobe Dimension, whatever. 
Um, or you might look and find chip companies that make little microchips that go within VR headsets. So I would look into taking apart Oculus goggles or find a video where someone does it and find out what are all the components. So from a supply chain perspective, you know what to potentially invest in. Yeah. And a lot of people are saying that NVIDIA is a great uh, uh, metaverse investment. Yeah. It's amazing what the companies done. I can't believe they're bigger than Intel market cap wise. Unbelievable. Yeah. All right. All right. And then Greg from New Zealand uh, uh, wrote, uh, that is uh, Naina Mahuta, our foreign minister. Oh, no kidding. Oh, wow. Okay. I thought it, on the television show, right? Let me actually do a search. This is kind of inspiring. I saw the story the other day. Okay. So let me go to there. There's Greg. Uh, change the page quickly. Okay. So I think you had your phone number or something. Okay. I still can't believe that riot. Crazy. I still can't believe it. And there was a lady actually who lives uh, not that far away from me. She lives in, in um, Shallow Alto. Uh, but she was at the the event. And she was just there, kind of, she's a Republican, which is cool. Uh, we're all entitled to our own you know, political affiliation. Um, she was at the event. And somebody saw her on Snapchat or something or Insta. And she has a candy store. Uh, and people were so mean with the reviews with her. Uh, they, they yelped fucked her to the extent that... Or, Yelp screwed the business over to the extent that um, she had to shut it down, I think. Poor thing. Yeah. All right. Give, give me one second. Never talk politics in your informational meetings. But I was going to search here on on, on uh, Nanya. Nanya. Sorry for swearing. I'm going to try not to do that anymore. Nanya Mahuda. Oh, here it is here. Okay. Oh, the foreign minister. Okay. I thought she was on the news. Okay, I, I saw it on the news. I thought she was on, on a talk show on the news. That's it there. And here's the, the tattoo as is, is well. Oh, that's dope. That's cool, man. Very cool. Huh. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. All right. New Zealand is great. New Zealand's where, when you guys watched the, uh, all the Lord of the Ring movies, they, they were all filmed there. Peter Jackson knew the best backdrop for any movie on the planet is, is beautiful New Zealand. I think the Southern Island mainly. Yeah. Uh, and then Juan wrote, uh, thanks for sharing the story of Cuba. Uh, I owe you the video of the Galapagos. Oh, that's right. Uh, give me some time. I'll send it to you. Uh, can you share your thoughts? And, and when you send it, let me know if I can share it with everybody because the Galapagos Islands, you know, speaking of being back in Cuba in 19, it feeling like being Miami in the late 1950s, the Galapagos Islands, you know, feels like you're, I don't know, you're, 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 on the planet during the, the time of the dinosaurs, given all those unbelievable uh, species of animals that only exist there, like lizards and everything. It's great, but I'd love to show it if you want. Okay. You wrote, can you share your thoughts about Latin America, uh, what we need to, uh, to develop ourselves? Yeah. I don't speak Latin, so I won't, I'm sorry. Terrible. Um, so I've done a lot of investment uh, in Latin America, particularly Brazil, especially under Lula. I know he's in prison now, the prime minister or the, the former president, um, and the new president there scares the crap out of me a little bit too right wing. I'm 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 right wing at times, but not like that. Um, but like Brazil was kind of like I, I was really excited about it and invested a lot uh, and visited and invested in Latin America um, back in '07 and '06 because Brazil felt to me like 
it had wonderful infrastructure investments like the United States had in the 1950s and 60s, um, especially the airline industry, uh, even the, uh, the, the high growth rental car market. Like I met with the founder of uh, Localiza, which is, I guess, the Avis or budget equivalent down there. Um, real estate market I love uh, in Brazil. My grandfather used to say, buy land, they're not making it anymore. So I invested a lot in Cirela and Gafisa. Met with the management team there as well. Uh, of course, tons of great natural resources, um, but just a lot of great opportunities. Yeah, so I, I'm very bullish longer term uh, on Brazil. Um, there's a reason why brick starts the letter B. And it's something that Jan Hotzius, an economist I worked with years ago at, well, he was in the same firm I was at Goldman. He coined the term brick meaning Brazil, Russia, India, and China. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, and then Daniel wrote, thank you, Chris, for your review of my PowerPoint. You're most welcome. Very cool. And let, let me know on this weekly webcast. Keep me up to date on, on how, um, how it develops. I'm so sorry if I don't answer emails. I just get inbound. I can't do that. Uh, it's hard for me. But if you ask me here in this weekly webcast, this is your time, and I'll, I'll help you out as much as I humbly can. Yeah. Cool product though, man. Yeah. All right. And then Pitt said, what about sea change? Yeah, I don't I don't know what that means. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Uh, and then Noel wrote, uh, thanks regarding the last question. It was helpful. You're most welcome. Uh, I want to ask you about how to make a business idea industry ready. For example, uh, one at least has a working model to present uh, to, to investors. Yeah. All you really need is a minimum viable product, which people call MVP. Or you can just have a concept of what the product might look like. But your delivery is more important than your product. And Maya Angelou once said, people might not remember what you said, but they'll never forget the way you made them feel. Uh, and so your delivery is crucial. And I'll give you an example. There's this great venture capitalist named Randy Komisar. And I met him uh, a couple times in his office. We, we worked on deals with Kleiner Perkins. He worked at Kleiner Perkins, which is the first investor in Google, Amazon, et cetera. And John Doerr was there too. Yeah, yeah, and I did meet him, yeah. Um, but, uh, and, and I remember Al Gore was there too. I didn't recognize him, he looked older, man, kind of like me now. Yeah. Uh, but, but I met with Randy. Um, so Randy is famous for being the first investor uh, in Nest, which Google bought for a couple of billion dollars. And so I asked, and, and for those of you not familiar with Nest, they make that thermostat product, which is an Internet of Things product um, over your Wi-Fi network. Uh, but I but I asked Randy, I said, Randy, how did you do it, man? How did you know to invest in Nest? Because, I mean, he made billions off of it for his firm. I said, did they have an amazing product they showed you in the first meeting? He said, no. I said, well, what did they do? He said, well, they were very passionate in their delivery and they had a block of wood. And they said, this is what the product is going to look like. And so they sold a dream and he was more interested in the entrepreneurs than the underlying business model. And that's why we always say in venture capital, we'd always rather invest in an A management team with a B business model instead of investing in a B management team with an A business model. It's all about the delivery. And it's all about the quality of the management because the jockey is always more important than the horse. Okay. And then Abdal wrote, um, uh, Abdal, uh, Abdal wrote here, um, uh, hello, Chris. Uh, how are you? I'm, I'm great. Ho hope you're doing well. Um, do you check the news about CES uh, 2022? Uh, and, and what do you think about it? Oh, I check it all the time. Yeah. Um, I used to go to CES, a consumer, consumer electronics show in Las Vegas. 
um, in the 90s and 2000s a lot. Yeah. And that's where I first saw OLED screens, organic electroluminescent display screens, thin screens. I remember it was Kodak uh, and a couple of Japanese companies as well. Prototyped it back um, in, in 1999 and 2000 when I was there. Of course, the pricing point was way higher then. Yeah. Yeah. And I used to love going to those events because Bill Gates would always keynote it. Uh, I saw Scott McNeely, uh, you know, the former CEO of Sun Microsystems before Oracle bought them. But he gave a keynote once there as well. And I, I loved it. Yeah. Uh, Linus Torvaldis, uh, the guy that invented one of the Linux flavors of Unix. Uh, he was there. I, I love it. But a lot of people aren't going to it anymore. Not just COVID, but a lot of big tech companies have pulled out. They're just not going anymore. Uh, but I still love it. And I think Samsung, Samsung's the one to watch always. They, they still do it. Um, so the way I get my news is I always go to uh, Engadget.com to learn about it. Uh, and, and I do because I, I love it. I'm, I'm a techie, a nerd. So I go to Engadget.com. And Philips had a couple new products, screen products as, as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's, it's kind of changed for me. Like one of the ways that I monitor this stuff is uh, also through Marquise Brownlee's channel. He's my favorite YouTuber. He's great. Um, but I, I get all the uh, the information here. Yeah, yeah. So they, it's kind of dated now, but this is where they showed all, all the stuff. And yeah, anyway, it's kind of fun. That's, that's how we monitor it. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm going to wrap this up in a second, guys. Um, uh, and the next question, Noel wrote, um, how do you achieve something like that when one is just starting out? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's hard for me to explain, but uh, there's so many steps to it. Uh, but it, in my uh, uh, MBA program, it starts on Monday. Love how you join us. Um, in the third of four semesters, we have a venture capital boot camp where I walk you through how to start a company and raise money, et cetera. Uh, and I've humbly raised and managed over a billion dollars in my career. I've made every mistake there is to make. And I teach you based on my successes and my many failures too. All right. Uh, and so Tolan's Mark wrote from Detroit, will you teach leverage in your real estate course? I will. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I'm, I'm careful about leverage because, you know, Warren Buffett once said that options and derivatives um, are financial weapons of mass destruction from a leverage perspective. So I'm always conservative, that sort of thing. And then uh, Norrell wrote, uh, thanks. Remind me of your courses at Udemy. Idea is what we sell to investors and the quality version of the product we made later. Yes. Cool. All right, guys, on that note, I'm going to wrap up my first webcast of the year. I hope to see you next Thursday. And every Thursday, please go to HaroonVentures.com. Uh, sign up for my gold and platinum MBA program, which starts on Monday, January 10th. Uh, you won't regret it, I promise you. And if you do, you got nothing to lose and everything to gain because there's a 30-day, 100% money-back guarantee. God bless you. Stay safe. Stay happy in 2022. Believe in yourself. Okay. All right, guys, take care. And I'm going to end it with my Steve Jobs speech like I always do. I'll see you guys Monday. For those of you in my MBA class and the rest of you, I'll see you. And I'm looking forward to seeing you uh, every single Thursday. Thanks. When you grow up, you tend to get told that the world is the way it is. And your, your life is just to live your life inside the world. Try not to bash into the walls too much. Uh, uh, try to have a nice family life. Uh, have fun. Save a little money. Um, but life, that's a very limited life. Life can be much broader once you discover one simple fact, and that is everything around you that you call life was made up by people that were no smarter than you. And you can change it. You can influence it. You can, you can build your own things that other people can use. 
And the minute that you understand that you can poke life and actually something will, you know, if you push in, something will pop out the other side, that you can, you can change it, you can mold it, um, that's maybe the most important thing, is to shake off this, uh, th this uh, erroneous notion that life is, is there and you're just going to live in it, versus embrace it, change it, improve it, make your mark upon it. Um, I, I think that's very important. And however you learn that, once you learn it, uh, you'll want to change life and make it better because it's kind of messed up in a lot of ways. Um, once you learn that, you'll never be the same again. Well, that ends this week's podcast. I want to thank you very much for your time. If you want to download my latest book for free or get access to coupons on my courses or learn more about my MBA degree program and much more, please visit Haroon.com. Ventures.com. Again, that's HaroonVentures.com. Thanks again for listening in.